All right, it looks like it uh, just pushed it through again. So apparently we are live. What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. Uh, my name is Nick, and today we are going to be answering your YouTube questions. So if there's a question that you have about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, make sure that you put it in the form that's down in the description of this video. And if you are watching this on the replay, I encourage you to watch for a little bit because sometimes the questions that are answered here on our live streams are questions that you might not have even known that you had. <laughs> and because of that, you know, people can get a lot of value from the live streams for that particular reason. So because of that, you know, I recommend that you definitely, you know, hang out for this as well. So really quick, I just want to hop in the chat really quick and say femininity with Mama Gail. What is up? Nice to see you here. Theater Maker IE. What is up? Nice to see you here as well. The Everything Channel. What is up? Nice to see you here. Also, I hope everybody had a great week. I hope you've been productive. I hope that you've put out some good content that people have responded to positively. Of course, Insane McLean in the membrane, also in the house. What's up, dude? Nice to see you here as well, as well as everybody else as well. Woo, that was a lot of as wells, wasn't it? Goody, goody, goody. Okay, so Paul Dixon, what's up, dude? Nice to see you here. ASMR Dream More, what is going on? Nice to see you here as well. Mike's Auto Detailing, what is up? Yeah, hope everybody had a great, uh, hope everybody had a fantastic week. So today we are going to be doing a solo stream. So basically I, I'm, I'm alternating these if you haven't noticed what is going on to where, you know, some of the streams are um, just me to where I'm answering your questions directly. Some of the streams are hangout streams. And um, I'm doing that so that I can have, you know, enough information so I can actually test them against each other inside of my analytics so I can see which ones that you prefer. So that's why I'm going back and forth right now. So we might end up defaulting to one or the other, but we will see. Patty, what is up? Nice to see you hanging out here in the chat as well. Congrats on your TikTok success. Heard you're blowing up over there, blowing the walls off of TikTok. Shannon Vlogs, what's up? Nice to see you in here as well. So the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get into the comments here. So again, or the questions, again, if you are just joining us, what we're doing during the stream is I'm answering your YouTube questions so that you can learn how to grow your channel. You can learn how to make videos and all types of other YouTube and video related things through the answers that are generated from the questions. So essentially you control what is happening in the live stream here today. So if you have a question, make sure that you get it in the form. It's free down in the description below this video. All right. So the very first question is from the channel name Only Be Cool. It's a cool channel name, right? Only Be Cool. And um, Only Be Cool says that they've been on YouTube for one week or more. And, or sorry, they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. Um, they have a coding channel. And the goal of the channel is to help people grow their coding skills. Um, they say, right now, I'm posting videos twice per week, but not getting the results I want. Should I continue what I'm doing now? Or do you suggest I just post once a week and focus on the quality of my videos? So you can still do two a week. Hey, Neil, what's up, dude? Nice to see you in here. You can still do uh, two a week, but just make sure that you're paying really close attention to how people are responding to that content that you're putting out there because you know sometimes you might be putting out content that's that's okay it just hasn't been shown to the right people yet in order for youtube to collect the information that they need to identify it as a good video so because of that you know keep putting content out because you're going to have to build up a content library anyway so because of that i would definitely still keep putting out you know two a week as long as you can handle that um but I wouldn't stop putting out one for the quality of the other um, because you should find like a nice balance to where you can still put out two 
two um, per week, especially if you're doing tutorials and you're taking people through the process of, you know, training, then in that situation, super, you know, like it's like, there's not a ton that you can do with your, uh, with like, you know, coding tutorials in order to like really massively up the quality to where it would make a substantial difference in what it is that you're doing. Um, so because of that, I would keep going on the two per week and just keep on, uh, keep on keeping on, so to speak, but just make sure that you're spending time in your analytics, you're identifying, like I was talking about here in the stream, you know, that you're identifying the stuff that people enjoy, right? Compared to the stuff that they don't enjoy as much and that you focus more on the content that they enjoy and you deliver it in the way that they enjoy most and things like that. Um, so that you can, you know, eventually fine tune your channel to be a really good fit for the particular people that are coming in to view what you have. Um, next question that we have on the list is from Magic Prepper. Magic Prepper says they upload every other day. First, really quick, I just want to stop this for a second because last week during the uh, the live stream, because I saw Magic Prepper here and like we go back and forth on Twitter sometimes um, and that made me think about Daniel Batal. And last week, Daniel Batal, hey, what's up, Doug? Last week, Daniel Batal was getting ready to cross 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. He was only like 100 people away. Um, so he has now crossed that. So high five and fist pump to Daniel, which he'll probably be swinging by here later, um, you know, in the chat. But um, I just want to give him a high five and a fist pump for crossing the uh, 100,000 subscriber milestone. It's awesome to see. Um, also want to say Viper in the house. What's up, dude? Viper man about tech. Nice to see you here. Um, I just did a, uh, a podcast with Viper. He has a podcast. So if you are, you know, interested in hearing that particular interview where I talk about, you know, growing channels and that kind of stuff, um, you can definitely click on his channel name and you can find that podcast through the sidebar um, on his channel, um, actually. So definitely go check that out as well. Okay, so next up on the list from Mag Magic Prepper here, um, we've got, uh, it's a channel, it's a prepping and survival channel. The goal of the channel is to create a network and establish a business platform. The question is, how much responsibility do I have when it comes to monitoring my comment section? I'm getting to the point where I can't keep up and, and everybody, if you're just getting started right now, you're probably gonna have to deal with this um, in the future. So so this is this is directly for, for you watching this right now. Um, how much responsibility do I have when it comes to monitoring my comment section? I'm getting to the point where I can't keep up with every comment. However, um, some of the uh, vitriol I have seen has been unacceptable. Um, what does YouTube expect from me when it comes to that? So at the very least, if you're not going to answer your comments, um, I would at the very least get into the habit of going through and, you know, uh, you know, harding the comments. And when you're going through and you're harding the comments, take those moments to um, take those moments to identify the stuff that shouldn't be in your comments because it's not family friendly or whatever it happens to be. And delete them. Um, it is your responsibility to keep your comment section clean. Um, of course, some stuff is going to slip by, but you don't want to get in the habit of your comment section just being toxic. So because of that, definitely you want to make sure that you are um, uh, that you're policing, so to speak, your comment section. Now, here's a little tip for you, um, is there's something called a blocked words list inside of your creator studio. So if you go into your settings inside of YouTube, um, you can actually add words and phrases to that blocked words list. Um, and if people say those words or phrases, then YouTube automatically takes them out of your comment section and puts them into a uh, held for review area. And then once they're there, you can decide to review them if you want, but I don't. Um, but if you decide to review them, you can, and you can go in there and you can verify the ones that, you know, that aren't too explicit or whatever it happens to be. Um, but yeah, definitely use that blocked words list area. Um, it's going to, it's going to save you a ton of time just dealing with comments in general, because, you know, 
part, like one of the things that is rough about getting a lot of comments is you have two things. One is that you have the side of like, you know, hey, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody's getting a good response here instead of, you know, just like a one word response or something like that. So you have that side of things. And then you have the other side of things, which is there's a lot of people that are also saying bad things in my comments that are toxic to the community. So I also need to spend time, you know, taking those out as well. So, you know, that's just part of being a content creator. So I would definitely, um, I would definitely do that. Ayumi Journey, super chat. Thank you for the super chat saying watching your videos um, helps me a lot. Thanks, my pleasure. I'm glad that you are enjoying the content. Thank you for the super, super chat. chat. Trey and Kira Empire, thank you for the super chat there as well. Um, let's see here. ASMR Dream More says, hey, have a great time, everyone. I'm leaving. I got some footage to edit for next week. You got to get that whisper footage in there. You got to. You gotta edit those whispers together. <laughs> Shannon Vlogs, what's up? Super says, um, I'm writing a book and I'm creating a tutorial content that I plan to host on a brand new YouTube channel. Should I release the tutorials or wait until my book is ready? Go ahead and release them now. Um, go ahead and start releasing them now. Send me a message on Twitter, uh, Shannon, but go ahead and start uh, releasing them now so that you can go ahead and get you know a little bit of activity happening on the channel before you publish your book. Um, so if it's if it's the the if the book itself is reliant on those tutorials that's one thing but if you like if you have to have the book in order to understand what you're doing with the tutorials that would be one thing that's why i want you to hit me up on twitter um and then on the other side um if you are just making the tutorials to get in front of the right people then in that situation you're fine go ahead and start putting the content out um, on the channel and then release your book whenever your book is ready so that you can go ahead and just get some activity happening on the channel before you actually release your book Super track. Monte Monty Weaver says, uh, thanks for all the knowledge. Been able to grow my channel from 125 to over 8,000 subscribers this year and received my first super chat from my live stream yesterday. High five and fist bump to you. Congratulations on that growth over the course of a year. That's fantastic, actually. A lot of content creators, you know, they struggle to, you know, have that type of result. So you've done a fantastic job. Next time you get the chance, you know, pat yourself on the back, take that super chat that you got, you know, go out and get yourself, a, you know, a, whatever food it is that, you know, that you enjoy most or or drink that you enjoy most or whatever and uh and enjoy that because uh you know what what you've accomplished going from 125 to 8,000 subscribers in a year um that's that's a really really good thing and like i said a lot of people you know they they struggle to do that sort of thing so you've done a fantastic thing man so high five and fist bump to you for uh for making that happen super chat west what's cooking says hey thanks for your advice trying to grow my channel and your tips are spot on thank you for that absolutely they are the 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 only hang up is you have to apply the stuff and you have to test it and then you have to make sure that each individual thing because i share tons of information like on the streams and in my videos you just have to you know take the information apply it to your channel test it see how you know your audience responds to what it is that you're doing um if you go beyond just the best practice stuff um see how your audience responds to it and then you know just keep making those uh right decisions based on how they respond on. So awesome to see that though. So thank you. Fine Super Art track. Portraits says, hey Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm actually still, you know, sipping on some coffee, trying to get my uh my energy up. I went out to the grocery store today. A little personal thing here. I went out to the grocery store today and, and uh, because I'm staying home most of the time, like when I go out, like I have to wear glass or I have to wear contacts because my mask, you know, I can't keep my glasses on, that sort of thing. So uh, so when I go out to the grocery store, it's a little bit exhausting just because my mind gets into overdrive. So uh, so because I went and did that today, I'm like a little bit low. So I'm trying to bring it up um, a little bit through the coffee. So we'll see how that, uh, so that we'll see how that goes. But um, the question is, are you using um, Streamlabs OBS? Two questions. How can I get a fade out um, for an audio channel? And is there any way to get a single comment on the screen so we can answer questions? So um, absolutely, yes, I'm using Streamlabs OBS. I'll actually show you my, 
Um, I'll actually show you my setup here. Let me change this to studio mode. Is it here? Nope, not that one. Yeah, give me one second and I will show you here. Okay, that would be the second screen. You know what, actually, I don't know if I have this screen on here anymore. Hold on. Uh, let's see here. Product Sideshow, Tube Ritual, Split Screen, be right back. Thanks for watching. Desktop, maybe? Boom, there it is. Okay, so um, this right here is my uh, Streamlabs screen right now. This is what I'm using. And um, to answer your question specifically, um, you're talking about uh, getting a fade out for an audio channel. I have no idea. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure on that one because I actually control all of that stuff externally. Um, I'm running my audio through a uh, Rode Caster Pro and, uh, and and all the audio is being processed on that side. I don't have anything special happening with the audio inside of Streamlabs OBS. Um, and in terms of getting a comment on the screen, you can do alerts at this point in time, but being able to isolate comments um, is something that to my knowledge, nothing that I've seen so far um, makes it possible. It doesn't mean that you can't do it, but I personally haven't used anything yet or haven't found anything yet to where I can highlight comments on screen. Um, for that, I typically use StreamYard. Like when we do our group live streams, you'll see, you know, there'll be like a, a handful of people in here. And when we're doing those live streams, you'll see the comments pop up sometimes on those. And that is from StreamYard. If you wanted full control, if there's not an option for Streamlabs, if you want full control to where you can add those to your screen as they come in and things like that, you might actually want to look into vMix. Um, vMix is similar to Streamlabs, but uh, it takes a, a little bit more configuration. It's more difficult to use, but um, it can do exactly what it is that you're looking for. So if you can't find the solution for Streamlabs, then in that case, I would definitely check over, uh, uh, I would check over with, uh, with vMix. But yeah, that would be that would be rad. Uh, if you do find that, tweet it at me. Um, I'm actually going to look for that myself, actually, because uh, because I would love to do that here. That would be great to be able to have something that I could at the very least copy and paste. I could technically do it with a text, I guess, but where I could copy and paste the text in there. Like if you had somebody running your show, it would make it easier. Streamlabs comments. It would make it easier for. Um, for that to happen if uh, if you had somebody like running the stream for you because then they could copy and paste the questions in there um, instead of you having to do it manually. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, there's not something like that. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but just as far as I know, um, there's there that's not currently available. Super chat. Grace Venture says, does something happen when the algorithm around 35 videos uploaded? I'm really hoping that I could use the boost for encouragement. So when it comes to uh, YouTube and how YouTube works and how it treats channels and all that stuff, there's not like a magic number of videos. So basically the idea with the 30, 35 videos on a channel, um, the, the thing that you've probably heard in that situation is that gives uh, YouTube enough information to start knowing uh, where to put your content. Oh, you're developing it. Super chat. Fine arts portraits, you're developing that, yeah. So if you're developing it, if you want, if you want me to do like a test run or something, I'll gladly, I'll gladly use it. I mean, I'll purchase, you know, a license because I think that would be an awesome thing. Another thing, also, if you're a developer, um, is Streamyard, or, or you could do, you you could take that tech and you could actually use that tech. Um, you could take similar tech that they have and you could build something for Streamlabs. We need something for Streamlabs. The community needs something for Streamlabs that will let you pull in guests in an easy way. Like vMix, you can just send a link. Stream uh, Stream Yard, you can just send a link and then people come in and, and it spreads the screen out. Um, would absolutely love to uh, to have something like that. Serious guy, absolutely. Yeah, I just I had coffee go down the wrong pipe. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Welcome to the Nimenati.
Marcus Panky, welcome to the uh, channel membership. Make sure next time you get the chance, you look in the community feed here on YouTube. There's some special stuff in there for you. Also, make sure that next time you're on Facebook, you look for the Niminati VIP Facebook group. Um, that's our members only community where you can get questions answered and you know just interact with you know other people that are um, you know the part of the channel membership. I also post some freebies in there and you know do live streams in there and that kind of stuff. So make sure that next time you're on Facebook that you uh, look for Niminati VIP. Um, in order to find that. Okay, next question that we have here is from Lion Beast. Lion Beast says that they do gaming content and the goal of the channel is I enjoy doing it and I always wanted to get a respective fame. And so they're trying to get famous, I guess, and they enjoy just putting out the content. The question is, when should I put a channel trailer? You can put a channel trailer at any time. For anybody that's using channel trailers on your um, channel, one of the things that, um, that you should do when you actually publish that channel trailer is to publish it unlisted so that it's just on your channel page so that you don't have like a 30 second clip just floating around YouTube um, because you want YouTube to be suggesting your actual content to people, not a channel trailer. So because of that, um, when you publish your channel trailer, publish it unlisted. And then when it's unlisted, then you can still add it as the actual channel trailer. But, you know, nobody's going to get notifications for it. It's not going to be, you know, one of the video options on your channel. It's going to be specifically just for that area where you add the channel trailer. All right. Next up on our list, we've got Jeff Eatley. Oh, I think Neil did this one. Hold on, let's see here. Oh, okay, yep, yeah. So, uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that one because that was the same. I got trolled once, and and I'm not gonna be trolled again. Not on not on that one. You're gonna have to change the name of who it actually is, Neil. I think it's Neil that's doing that. You're gonna have to change the name. <laughs> uh, Plush Gamers um, is next up on our list here. Plush Gamers says that um, they have been on YouTube for less than six months. They do gaming and entertainment. The goal of the channel says I want to make funny and entertaining content to make people laugh. Ha 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 ha! You just wrote that, and I'm and I'm laughing. Ha 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 ha! Um, let's see here. So the question is: You made a video about getting your first one thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, and one million subs. But when can the average channel expect one hundred fifty, twenty-five, or the other low numbers? All of the numbers, when it comes to expecting subscriber numbers, all the numbers are based on Roger Wakefield in the house. What's up, dude? Nice to see you here, Albert Tech. What's up? Nice to see you, Jelly Duck. What's up? Nice to see you here as well. But um, when it comes to you know the the growth rate of your channel, there's nothing set in stone. Like some people can grind out for an entire year, grind out content, and they're just not doing the right things, and they'll grind it out for an entire year, and they might end up after that year with a hundred subscribers. Some people will grind it out for that entire year, and they'll end up with um, you know eight thousand subscribers, like uh, like Monty. Right. And then other people will grind it out for, you know, that same year and they'll get, you know, 100,000 subscribers or a million or two million subscribers on their YouTube channel just based on how people respond to the content that's being put out. So there isn't like a rule. So that number in that video, those numbers that I gave are just averages. So it, it's just to give you a little bit of perspective. And at the deeper level, it was more to let content creators know that there's a lot of work involved and that sometimes it takes a lot of videos in order to get the ball rolling and to just recognize that and embrace it as part of the process of growing your YouTube channel. Of course, you always want to apply, you know, all the best practices and you want to do the right things and make the right decisions. However, in doing that, you're going to need to be making a lot of content in order to have the information that you need in order to make those right decisions for your audience and for your content. 
So when it comes to, you know, getting 150 or 25, like, like you could literally do hundred subscribers in a day um, or 25 in a day. Like if you took the right approach, like you could, you could probably get hundred subscribers in a day. I should try that on a new channel just and make a video about it just to, uh, just a show. Super Urban Explorer said, Neil says, uh, it's not me, but I do like that I got the blame. Yeah, so so here's what happened with that. So um, basically it was framed around Jeff Eatley, right? Who is, a, he's a friend and he's a friend in the community as well. A lot of people know him here. And uh, basically that particular question was framed around like him buying subscribers and stuff. And the same exact question came in before and Jeff hit me up afterward, like, dude, that was not me. I think somebody put it in there. And I just defaulted to Neil. <laughs> I just defaulted to Neil just because you know because neil's like a funny dude so i just uh i just defaulted it to you man hope uh hope you're not offended by that it's a it, it's a fun defaulting not a uh you know not a not a bad one yeah right let me uh i'm gonna open this up real quick because i think i missed a few but while that's loading i'm gonna go ahead and take another question here so the next one that we have on the list is from plush gamers and uh plush gamers <laughs> plush gamer says uh uh that they have been on YouTube or they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. Um, they have a gaming entertainment channel says, Oh, okay, wait, I did this one already. Okay. Let me go back through. Uh, the base, the base boss says that, uh, let's see here. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. They have a base slash music channel it covers and possibly future funny and original videos. And um, the goal is to constantly provide music content to my viewers and hopefully make a small profit online because I don't know how long I'll upload videos, but I'm making the most out of the moment since I'm going to college soon, so we'll see. Um, the question is, I still don't really understand the YouTube algorithm. Um, what free methods can I use to promote my channel and rank my videos at least somewhat higher in YouTube search? So when it comes to you not, um, Albert Tech, I think that's the one that I'm trying to find right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm loading that in the background while I'm answering this one. Um, so I can make sure that I, uh, so I can make sure that I, that, uh, that I get it. But basically with the, um, with the, the question, like, like you're trying to find free ways to bring more attention to what it is that you're doing here. Um, uh, base boss. And the thing that is really important to make sure that, that you understand when it comes to YouTube is once you start making things that people respond to, then you're not going to have to do a lot of promotion because YouTube is actually going to take that over on your behalf. So what it comes down to is you have to basically write titles and write thumbnails and make content, or in your case, choose the music that you're choosing, um, that, is a great fit for people. Where you're gonna, where where you're probably going to end up breaking things in your case, is if you have a bass into music channel, right? Then in that particular case, you're serving the people that are into music. But as soon as you start adding like funny and original videos, um, then in that case, you're taking it from a music channel to a variety channel. And as soon as that happens, then you're gonna really start diluting your audience, which in uh, in most cases will make things more difficult for you in terms of getting the growth on your channel. So because of that, I would pick this is the type of channel that it is. This is who it is that I'm actually making this content for, the type of viewer that I'm making this content for. And uh, and I'm going to just focus all of my efforts on making this type of content on the channel. Now, because you said that, you know, you're like, hey, I'm just kind of doing this. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it for, you know, anything like that. One thing that you can do, if you're having trouble getting, getting any traction on the bass music stuff, and you're like, hey, you know, I've put out like 30 videos on this and, you know, nothing's really happening, then absolutely feel free to, you know, try the other things and see if any of that works. And if it does, and you do find something that works, then feel free to go all in on that and just kind of leave the music behind if people aren't responding to, uh, aren't responding to the music. And I saw some other super chats come in and I want to let you guys know that I am, um, pulling them up on another screen here so that I can make sure that, uh, that I get them. 
Super Chat. Um, Gemini Gaming says, my uncle wants to buy subs. Any thoughts? Absolutely, under any circumstance, do not do that. Avoid that at all costs. And the reason for that is because that actually hurts your channel instead of helping your channel. Because all of the services that um, that offer that, they, uh, they either use advertising to do it or they use bots to do it. And either way that either way that it happens, um, they go for the lowest common denominator. So basically, you know, the service, they'll, they'll say that, hey, we find the right audience for you and this, that, and the other thing. But what they don't tell you is that they are targeting like low tier countries because the ad rates are cheaper. So, you know, for the little bit of, uh, the little bit of money that you pay them, they actually take that little bit of money and then they advertise the channel at low tier countries that have low ad rates. And then when that happens, you're basically having a lot of low tier countries come in. And then when you start publishing your videos, then they start showing up, you know, to low tier countries that bring you like hardly any ad revenue at all. Um, that is not really the audience that you're trying to get in front of. And that is ultimately a bad fit for your channel. In addition to that, they're not being super specific about who it is that they're trying to reach with those campaigns. And because of that, um, you end up having people come into your channel. You get this influx of views and subscribers and you're like, yes, yeah, it's great. This is wonderful. Woo. It's working. But then you publish that next video and like nobody responds to it because they put your videos in front of the wrong people. And those people don't care about the content, which then hurts your organic growth because those are the people that YouTube is trying to show your content too because they've recently interacted in the channel, but then you end up um, working against yourself because those people don't respond. And since those are the people that are the most likely to respond when a new video is published, then it ends up basically telling YouTube that even the people that care about your content don't care about your content, which means that it's a bad video, which means that you uh, end up getting your promotion on that video limited. So because of that, I would strongly recommend that you definitely do not um, let him do that, that you do not do. And for, for everybody in the chat, like, you know, do not do any type of like, sub for sub activity. Don't even try to be like sneaky about it. You know, doing like the hug stuff and any other way that you can possibly frame it. Like you're you're completely working against yourself when you do that. It's a waste of your time and you should be spending that time inside of your analytics trying to understand what it is that you're looking at instead of wasting time um, trying to do sub exchanges and things like that because ultimately you end up hurting yourself more than you end up helping yourself in that situation. All right, so um, here to get to um, Albert Tex here. Albert sent a uh, super, super sticker, so thank you for that. And um, it looks, if I keep scrolling down the page here, because I think, okay, so here's super the other one. Um, Albert Tex says, hey, good morning, Nick. I would like to know what is the difference between VidIQ and TubeBuddy? Um, so basically, VidIQ and TubeBuddy are both um, two tools that do a lot of crossover. Like there's a lot of you know things that they both do similarly. And then there's some outlying things that they each do um, separately. Um, for TubeBuddy, the reason that I go hard on TubeBuddy and that I always have is because of their A-B testing feature and the bulk organization stuff that they do in terms of like, you know, updating video descriptions across the board and like that sort of thing. Um, I find those things extremely valuable. Um, I personally also like how they grade their, uh, how they grade the, uh, um, like when you're trying to rank a video and that sort of thing. Um, for me personally, for my type of content, I found it to be extremely uh, accurate with the results that I get. So because of that, you know, I tend to go towards that. VidIQ is also a great tool. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't use vidIQ, um, but just my preference is TubeBuddy. But depending on what it is that I need, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll load to, uh, vidIQ also. So like as a content creator, like if you're if you're wanting to give yourself the best advantage, you should be using TubeBuddy. You should be using vidIQ. You should be using Morning Fame. Um, you know, any tool, you should be using TubeSpanner, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to write scripts and manage your workflow and things like that. Like all of these different tools are just like if you're trying to build a house, you're going to need a hammer, you're going to need some saws, you're going to need a wrench you're going to need you know because they all they all have like 
like a different purpose, so to speak. So they all do the same thing in terms of like helping you optimize your videos and helping you, you know, uh, discover opportunities and that sort of thing. However, um, uh, you know, as a content creator, in my opinion, you should be using uh, all of them. Super so, um, Heather Carlisle asks, actually, here, hold on really quick. Super Okay, chat. so Fully Involved Media, uh, Involved Media Group says, looking forward to your upcoming course. Absolutely, I am too. Um, I was gonna go into beta for it last week, but I'm just putting some extra finishing touches on it. I keep pushing it back because I'm like, you know what, I need to add this, or I need to make sure that this is a little bit better and I'll redo a video or whatever. Um, but um, I'm like 95% sure I'm going into beta uh, this coming week for that, by the way. Um, let's see here. Next up on the list. Super so we also had Crystal Bird saying, um, how much time do I have to record? You can take as long to record as you need to. There's no rush or no, you know, specific, um, you know, specific uh, uh, thing that you have to do um, in terms of like a time limit on your recording, with the exception of maybe the limit on your camera. Um, because for some cameras, here's a little tidbit, a little fun fact is that some cameras where they cut off that 30 minute mark, um, like if you have one of those cameras where at the 30 minute mark it shuts down or 29 minutes or whatever, um, the reason that that happens is actually because of taxing. So it's an import problem that makes them have to do that. It's not like a limit on the camera. Um, they just have to do that so that they can classify it as a camera and not classify it as a video camera, um, which saves those companies on uh, on import fees. So a little, little, fun, tidbit, uh, little fun tidbit there. Um, Gary's Super British talk chat. show saying thank you for the great tips. My pleasure. Glad that you are enjoying the content. Okay, we've got that one. We've got that one. I got to say, Fine Art Portraits, super pumped that you're developing stuff for Streamlabs. Um, they also have their store as well. So, like, if you make something awesome, then you can act, you'll be able to make money off of it, too, um, directly in their store. Um, let's see here. If, if as a heads up, like if you are making something for them and you like, cause I, I know some of them over there. So if you want to, uh, you know, like once you have it like ready or whatever, um, if you want me to, you know, connect you so that they can, you know, know what it is that you're doing, um, let me know. They're, they're totally cool. You can probably just tweet at them and they'll, they'll respond to you there. Um, let's see a random reviews with uh looks like stephanie or stefan because it's cutting off the name there says um what's a good video editing software for dummies um i'm not computer savvy nothing apple i do unboxings so um easy to use video software really comes down to you know what it is that like the best software really comes down to preference um and capability for what it is that you need but some options that i have for you is davinci resolve is free very you know very full featured but it can be complicated so you might want to go with something like filmora um that's a uh, you know relative easy to use. You can also edit stuff on your phone. Um, of course, you know, Video Leap is my go-to for that if you were on an iPhone, but you said no Macs. Um, if you are on an Android in that case, then, you know, going with KineMaster would also be a good fit. Um, there's also services like um, like NVIDIA, as an example, NVIDIA.io. And like with their service, uh, they have it to where you just upload stuff to their website, and then you can actually edit it, you know, directly on their website as well, which is pretty easy. So you might want to look into something like that if you're looking for something just like crazy easy to use. Um, that might be the uh, solution for you. Um, let's see here. So Tox CPT says I'm a gaming channel with around 700 watch hours, but my public watch time only shows 193 watch hours. Um, do you know why that happens? Okay. So if your gaming channel has 700, but your public watch time shows 193, that means that um, you have 193 public, which means that the other ones might be like unlisted or private and you only get credit, so to speak, for the public watch time on your channel. So like if you're trying to get monetized, for example, all the stuff that's unlisted, you don't want that to be unlisted because as soon as you unlist your videos, then it takes away that public watch time uh, because they're no longer public, right? So because of that, um, that can that can cause the discrepancy in the numbers.
Super chat. Mike Box says some tips for gameplay YouTube channels. So as part of your gameplay, here's my tip for you. Um, gameplay is really difficult to get to get attention for. And the reason it's difficult to get attention for is because there's so many awesome gameplay channels out there that when people are given the choice, it's just easy to default to one that, you know, people already know. So because of that, it's, it's, it's just difficult to get traction. So because of that, you need to lean on an additional type of discovery mechanism, which or a different type of discovery content, I should say, um, which in your case would be something like doing guides or, you know, like a walkthrough of a, of a game or something like that. So you still do your gameplays. And those are the stuff for the people that are like really in the game and come in, they watch your gameplays, but I would also do more value-based content as well as one of the types of content that you publish. Like for example, if you do weekly content, I would do one gameplay, one that is a value-based video so that you can um, you know, optimize those for search or so that the value that is in that video is crystal clear if it shows up on somebody's homepage or it shows up uh, being suggested next to another video on YouTube, then that gives you that opportunity to actually pull people into your channel based on, on what it is that they care about, a problem they're trying to solve, things like that. And then once they get, you know, engaged in your channel, then uh, when you do your gameplay content, then some of those people might, you know, uh, uh, flow over into your gameplay content as well. Let's see here. We've got that one. We've got that one. Super chat. Gemini Gaming YT says more vids equals more views equals more subs equals more engagement. Is there anything as too many videos? No. Definitely not. So so basically when you're uploading content, as long as people are coming in and viewing that content and they're getting some type of value out of that content, which you know you can tell through your audience retention and that sort of thing, um, as long as you're getting, um, as long as people are getting value from what it is that you're doing, then you can't do too much um, in terms of videos. It really comes down to just like your personal preference on like, oh my gosh, if I make another video this week, I'm gonna go crazy, right? Like if it comes down to that, then of course, um, you know, you'd wanna cut back a little bit. But when it comes to, you know, like YouTube, um, there isn't necessarily like a limit with the exception of notifications. So a couple things to think about is, um, it's not that you're limited, but just some things to consider if you are uploading a lot. Um, the very first is that YouTube limits the amount of notifications to three per day. So the so if you're uploading four videos a day, one of those videos, that last one isn't gonna get, uh, the notifications are not gonna go out for it because of that limit. Um, two, if you are uploading multiple videos per day, you're also competing for yourself on YouTube features for your own audience. So for example, if you upload three videos in a day or two videos in a day, then you could, end up competing with yourself on home pages to where you know one video might get shown over the other one um, and because of that you can be working against yourself as well same thing goes for the next day also so definitely experiment with your upload schedule if you're uploading like a like crazy experiment with your upload schedule maybe try you know pulling back you know or, or missing a day and just kind of see what happens with the video that you published before and um and start trying to um you know use your analytics to to decide you know how much you should actually be publishing because making the content's one thing but how much you're actually uploading and publishing to youtube is a uh, is another thing super chat crystal bird says i have a channel that makes uh that i make music and animation that's cool. That's cool. Super Real Fish chat. says, um, hey, Nick, my channel is a fishing channel. Goal is to create tips, tricks, and technique videos. How long should a video be in order to keep viewers engaged? Um, I love that question. The, the length of time that a video should be in order to keep people engaged is as long as it needs to be. So one of the things that you don't wanna do, I have a video that I um, that I recorded that's being published, I think on Monday, um, about how to keep viewers watching for a longer period of time. You definitely wanna make sure that you see that video. But the the thing with that particular video, or the, one of the 
things that I mentioned in there is that you shouldn't just cram stuff in a video for the sake of making a video longer just so that you can maybe get more watch time out of it or maybe you get that extra ad. Like make the video as long as it needs to be. Think of your viewers first and think of their time and make your video for as long as it needs to be instead of thinking that it has to be this certain length because it doesn't. Um, you know, like if you have a video that's five minutes long, that's fine as long as other videos in your in your space are, you know, roughly around that range or, or more. Um, if you have a video that's 10 minutes long, that's fine as well, as long as, you know, that's something that has proven to be successful in your space. And if it hasn't proven it yet, then of course you can test it and you can find out if, you know, viewers uh, favor, you know, shorter content, if typically people are making longer content and vice versa. But keep in mind, if you are making shorter content, your click-through rate is going to have to be awesome in order to be able to compete with the watch time that people are getting for longer videos. So what I mean by that is YouTube is basically trying to give, they're trying to collect as much watch time per impression as possible. So if you're going, if you if you make three minute videos and you're going against everybody in your space that makes 10 minute videos, your click through rate is going to need to be um, really good if you're overlapping the topics that you're talking about or the, or the games that you're playing or whatever it is that you happen to do on your channel. Um, so because of that, you need to make sure that you're just getting an idea of the length that people typically watch or that they um, particularly make videos for in your space and then use that as kind of a gauge to experiment around in terms of, you know, making videos longer or making videos shorter um, based on, you know, how you're putting your content together. So like if, if a video needs to be 10 minutes in order for it to be a good video and in order for a viewer to get the value out of it, you know, the full value that, that they need out of that video and everybody in your space is making five videos, then by all means, make that 10 minute video and keep experimenting. And you'll see in your, in your own stats, you'll see how good you are at keeping people watching. And if you need to keep working on that skill or not, which you do, you always do. Um, but when it comes to your, your retention, um, that's another thing that you would lean on for this. So like, let's say that you make 10 minute videos, but typically people are for the most part gone, let's say you're down to like 10% viewership at the five minute mark, then in that situation, it doesn't make sense for you to make 10 minute videos because that's a bunch of extra time that you're putting in that a majority of people aren't participating in. So you can just cut your editing time down and upload more content with that same amount of time. So, you know, those are other things that you need to consider in that situation. That was a little long winded, but uh, hopefully, hopefully that was the answer that you were looking for. All right, next up on our Super list here, um, we've got Subliminal. Um, Subliminal says, made vids on how to get uh, secret locations in game. Got a lot of views. Game updated. Vids obsolete. Change name to obsolete. Viewers still complain. Help. Here's the thing. Um, you change the name to obsolete, but for what, but people still are interested in it. So because of that, just let them, you know, let them complain. But one thing that you can do um, for the ones that are obsolete, because um, you don't want to necessarily delete them because you don't want to delete that, you know, public watch time. Um, but one thing that you can do in that situation is make an updated version and put somewhere near the front of that video or maybe the middle of that video that once it gets to the part that makes it obsolete, then you could put a card linking to the other one. Like, hey, you know, updated, uh, you know, we updated this and here's, you know, here's where you find it, put a pinned comment to where you link to the updated version, put the uh, end screen on the video linking to the uh, to the new version as well. So that at the very least, they have a clear path to that new version, even though they're going to go into the comments and, and say all kinds of things about it. Um, but a really good thing in that thing, if you're getting a lot of negative feedback in the comments, is to pin a comment leading to the new video so that they have to go past that in order to uh, leave the negative comment. Super chat. 
Cam Hassan says, hey, Nick, I recently got a channel membership on my channel, but the join button doesn't show up on iPhone or iPads. Um, it's showing on Android. What can I do? So basically, when it comes to things like that, that's all on YouTube. It's not that's something that's not in your court, so to speak. Um, so because of that, that's just something YouTube will, um, you know, make available when they make it available. So there's there's nothing that you can do on your end when it comes to like that type of feature on YouTube. Um, they basically just have those things available when they're available. Super chat. Um, tax shock. Tax Shack Tom Curry says, hey, will you be adding to your TubeBuddy playlist? Actually, I am. So TubeBuddy has some additional things that they've came out with, and I want to make videos on them, so I will be adding to that playlist in the near future. And on the uh, on the on the subliminals comment here about things being obsolete, my old TubeBuddy tutorials are still valid. Like, the, the features are still there, but unfortunately, the layout has changed of TubeBuddy, um, so I get some negative comments in those as well, so I need to update those also um, for the sake of you know that same exact thing but and to highlight some of the new features that they have and just really quick i do want to let you know um as well since uh since he brought that up that uh this stream is brought to you by tubebuddy the number one browser plugin for youtube content creators so so um, if you haven't installed TubeBuddy yet, you can install it free at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Um, they do have a paid option as well. And as a content creator, you're going to want to upgrade. However, um, if you want to try it out and see, you know, what it can do for you and how it helps you in your YouTube channel, um, you can do that at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. So um, the next one that we have here Super is from uh, Femininity with Mama Gale. I don't know why I have trouble saying that. Femininity. It's like my words want to kind of like blur together um says nick is it better to unlist old video uh old slash first videos or just delete them it seems like people are reviewing my old and unlisted content first instead of my new content help so one thing that you want to think about is if that old content is still related to the type of content you make now so as an example um if your old content was about femininity and your new content is about femininity then it's a good match still for that same audience so it's okay because those old videos even though they're not up to par with the new stuff that you're making it's still bringing it's still bringing people that are interested in your topic to your youtube channel which is fine um you know like i've got a bunch on my channel a bunch of videos on my channel that i would love to delete because you know i'm just like yeah the production quality isn't that great the camera i was using was like almost too good at the time which made the videos look a little bit weird and things like that would love to delete them but you know people still get tons of value out of those videos and um, people still come in and they watch those videos on a regular basis and that sort of thing so because of that i'm not deleting them so if the audience is still matching up with who it is that you're trying to reach now keep them um, and then for anything that isn't matching up with the audience you're trying to keep then i would consider um, deleting those as long as it's not going to massively impact your requirements for monetization if you're in the process of you know just getting monetized on your channel and you're and that's something that you're striving for all right next up we've got Super heather track. carlisle heather carlisle says would you recommend using google ads to promote your channel as a small youtuber um I wouldn't if you can't get organic growth already. So if you can already, if you're getting like some nice momentum, I would just lean on that momentum personally. Um, I would lean on that momentum and let YouTube do its thing organically. Um, if you're already getting some type of activity on your channel, but if you're not getting activity on your channel, it's for a reason. And that reason is that you haven't made content um, in a way yet that people are responding to, um, at least not at the rate that YouTube wants them to respond to based on other people who make content on those similar topics. So because of that, um, what will happen is if you can't get an organic response on YouTube in terms of you can't get people to click on your videos, you can't get them to watch them for you know a, a fair amount of time, and you can't get them to further engage, 
throwing money at that problem isn't going to fix it because it's a it's a it's a it's a problem from the outside and how you're packaging your content and it's a problem in the actual content itself as well because you know if you can't keep people watching then just spending ad money people still aren't going to watch right so because of that um it would be a bad investment if you can't get people to watch organically and in some cases when people run ads on their videos, they can actually hurt their channels as well because they're, you know, they're getting this big influx of traffic, but those people that they're running ads on might not necessarily resonate as much as they might have thought with the, uh, with the channel. And then when YouTube is showing that content to people on their homepages and recommending them next to other videos, then people aren't clicking on it. And then in that case, you know, then it ends up, you know, kind of hurting the channel as well. So because of that, just some things that you got to consider there is one, can I get organic traffic Two, how much do I actually know about Google ads and targeting? and all that stuff in order to make sure that I'm getting my content in front of the right people. Um, one great approach for that, if you decide to do it, is to just run video ads on videos of other people in your uh, other people in your space because you know and make sure still that you're fine-tuning it in terms of you don't want to just run ads on anybody in your space. You want to think of the cadence that I communicate, the way I put my videos together, um, the way my videos look, you know, things like that. You want to think how good they are of a match for that other creator that you would be running the ad on. Because, for example, if the other person has like a like a lower tone tone personality than you have, like let's say that you're like really excited and you're like, you know, like, woo, then in that case, putting your content in front of their content might not be a great match for the viewers that are naturally going into their stuff, right, for their subscribers and that kind of thing. So because of that, you know, you also want to make sure that you're keeping those things uh, in mind when it comes to running ads on your channel. Super chat. Um, Tack Shack says that uh, evergreen and the odd hot topic video, good idea. Um, so making evergreen content is always a win because then what you're doing in that case is you're building up a content library of of content that's just always going to be good, right? It's always going to be valid. It's always going to be relevant, um, which is something you can't go wrong with because when you do that, literally every single video that you that you upload is like a brick on the house that you're on the YouTube house that you're building. And that brick is not going to go away. It's not going to crumble. It's not going to, you know, deteriorate over time. Like that brick is staying in that house because it's evergreen content. So that's always going to be a strong piece of content for you. So absolutely. Um, evergreen is fantastic. Now in terms of an odd hot topic, um, that's also a great idea. So like having that, that's basically what content strategy is, right? So for everybody here, like, do you know what content strategy is? If I, if I say content strategy, do you know what I mean? Give me a hashtag. Yes or no. Cause I'm just curious. Um, you know, for those of you that are hanging out in the stream, like if I say content strategy, do you know what that actually means and, and, and how to approach something like that? Okay, YT Honey says that uh, says that what does evergreen mean? That that's fantastic. Okay, so um, what evergreen means is evergreen means that uh, you make content today, and that content is going to be good for a very long period of time. So basically, okay, so we got a lot of no's, we got a handful of yeses there. Um, so, so yeah, so I'll talk about this for a second. So basically, um, what evergreen means is it means that you make a video today, and it's going to still be relevant for a long time to come, possibly forever. For example, um, how to tie a tie, evergreen topic. Um, how to how to fix a toilet, evergreen topic. How to uh, drywall, evergreen topic. How to you know how to style your hair, possibly evergreen topic. At least an evergreen topic for a period of time. Why while those hairstyles are in style, um, um, you know like uh, you know what what effects does drinking water have on your body? 
evergreen topic, right? What effects does drinking coffee have on your body? Evergreen topic, right? So basically things that are just always going to be relevant, um, those would be evergreen topics. So like if you're playing a game, for example, for all you gamers in here, so like your games may or may not be evergreen. So they might be evergreen for the actual game that you're uh, that you're playing. Like let's say for example, if you made GTA Five videos back when it was GTA Five when it first came out, then in that situation you've had a really good run. So I would even consider that evergreen content, even though it's not really at, like forever content. But as soon as the PlayStation Five comes out and they require you to you know do that and who knows if they're going to add any features to it or not because i know they're going to make people rebuy it but like in that situation that may or may not impact the um the evergreen nature of that content now with that said there's still going to be plenty of people that still have a playstation 4 and are still playing that gta 5 that you're still even for probably a few more years to come going to be able to, to to bring traffic in in that situation but as soon as there's like a major change that happens, then it can affect you as a gamer in that situation when it comes to evergreen content. Roberto Blake in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you're doing awesome. Roberto had a had a birthday um, after last week's live stream. It was on Sunday. So happy birthday, happy belated birthday to uh, to Roberto Blake here hanging out. He says, if a video gets 200 views a day, it gets 73,000 views in a year. That's the game I'm playing. Amen. Absolutely. It's the long one. It's what we call the long game. Welcome to the Nimanati. Tiny Orchard Quilts, welcome to the Nimanati. Welcome to channel channel membership. Make sure that you check the community feed here on YouTube. There's some stuff in there for you there. Um, in addition to that, also make sure that you check the, um, next time you're on Facebook, look for Nimanati VIP. That is our members only Facebook group. Make sure that you fill out all the questions on the way in because that's how I verify, uh, that's how I verify channel members on the way in. Super chat. Gemini Gaming YT, YT says Twitch versus YouTube for live streaming, especially if I upload eight normal videos a week. Um, so in that situation, you might want to do live streams on Twitch and then do your normal videos on um, on YouTube. So then you're growing two platforms at once. Or if you just want to go hard on one, then just go all in on YouTube. And the reason that I recommend that is if you're uploading eight videos per week, actual video content, then YouTube has better discovery mechanisms built into it than Twitch does. So because of that, um, it'll just be easier to get discovered on YouTube with those with that video content compared to uh, compared to what it is that you're doing on Twitch. Super chat. Seismic Shock TV. Sounds like you're doing like earthquake content. Says we have a Pokemon channel and recently started getting traffic from people that aren't really interested in Pokemon due to an ad. First time trying it, um, but we did get a good amount of Pokemon fans. Okay, yeah, that's good. So it's good that you were able to get some uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon, sorry, fans, uh, fans from that. Just make sure that anytime you're doing that sort of thing, just make sure that you are, you know, making sure that you're that you're targeting the right people. Because like you said, you had some people, um, you know, that were not interested in Pokemon due to the ad. So that just requires fine tuning on your part in order to make sure that you're getting in front of uh, all the right people, or at least a majority uh, of the right people. Paul Peck, drywall tube in the house. Grabster, what's up, dude? Nice to see you here. Hybrid Steel in the house. What's up? Doug Houston saying, it's a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, next question that we have here from the form. Um, we got boss base taken care of. Next question that we have here in the form is from King uh, Blah23R. I think that might be like Blazer, maybe King Blazer. Super chat. Crystal Bird says, how do you do live? So basically when it comes to live streaming, I had this up here just a little bit ago, um, but when it comes to live streaming, um, I have this 
software right here that you can see, you know, down here. Um, but it's this software. It goes all the way around here. That's all the software. And you can see down here that I have all these different things that I can switch to that changes what people see. So um, within this, I've got um, a bunch of screens that you haven't seen yet, if this is your first time joining me live. Um, but this software allows me to do that. Now, what you're seeing over here, um, this is just a pop-out chat from YouTube. This isn't part of the software. The software is just this area over here. Um, but this is called Streamlabs. And you can also do fun things like this where you, you know, separate the screens and then you have like a staging area. So like in this case, um, in this staging area, you can see my video graphic that's behind it isn't there, but as soon as I were to uh, make it live, like, like this right here, as soon as I do that, then it brings that video background in there. Um, but basically it, it gives me the ability, the software does, to basically have like all of these different scenes and then I can select them. And then as soon as I'm ready to rock and roll, <clears throat> D, miss you, man. As soon as um, as soon as I'm ready for you know that the particular scene that I'm watching, um, then or that that you know would be up on the screen, then I just hit this transition button up here, and then that makes that uh, that makes it live, like this. So uh, um, because I know what the scenes are in that case, you know, like I can just I can just hit them like this, and I can grab it this way, and just remind you to subscribe if you're enjoying the stream, and if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure that you uh, hit that, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're enjoying what's going on, and if you are enjoying the stream and you're learning something, make sure you give this video a thumbs up as well. And there are a couple super chats that came in. I'm doing a refresh on the page here to make sure that I uh, make sure that I get them for you, so I can make sure that I'm answering your questions. So yeah, Crystal Bird, that's, uh, that's how we go that's how we go live. And basically with this, I have my camera right here, which is an M50, and this M50 is routing into my computer, and then the, the software is running on the computer, and then it's pushing up through the internet to actually get it up onto YouTube. Yeah, so Roger's asking when D's coming back. So um, just one second, I'm gonna pull D up here. This is my brother, D. Um, he has a channel about um, how to master your mobile, but he's also the, the co-host here of Nimmin Live as well. And he is currently stuck in Mexico. And he's gonna be stuck in Mexico until um, they open everything up here um, and they start letting tourists come back in here now. But for now, here in Thailand, um, they it's just not even possible unless you're married. They're just starting to let people in that are, or they're going to um, on the first, I think, people that are married to a Thai, um, people that are working here, um, or people that have a medical reason that they're coming into the country. Um, all of those, they're going to start letting in and then everybody else still can't until they you know decide to start opening up the gates because here we actually don't have any local cases. Um, so where, you know, it's exploding in some other areas, we don't have any local cases here. So uh, because of that, it is, uh, you know, it, it's relaxed a little bit and um, uh, they're trying to keep it that way. <laughs> so let me refresh this page here really quick so I can make sure that I got the, uh, got the other ones. Super um, Gemini Gaming says, do you have a playlist for zero to a thousand subs? Will you be making one? I do. Um, I actually have a series that I did with Jeb and Dovey on, um, on how to get your first 1,000 subscribers. And if you go to my playlist page on my YouTube channel, um, then you'll, you'll find that playlist there. Okay, let's see here. So we've got that. Um, do it yourself, Josh. Says, hey, what's up, Nick? Um, does YouTube video categories play an important role in views and subscribers? No. In terms of views and subscribers, no. It, it doesn't make any difference in views and subscribers. The only thing that, could, that matters when it comes to your actual view count and your subscriber count is how you package your video and how good you are at keeping people watching and engaging in what it is that you're doing. Um, that is going to dictate how your video performs on YouTube. Um, in terms of like how you categorize it, um, that's not going 
gonna that's not gonna make a difference. That's not gonna move the needle. It's not gonna like make a big difference for you. Um, but you know, you do want to make sure that it's clear from the outside who your content is actually made for so that when somebody does see it on a homepage or being recommended next to another video on YouTube, so it's clear to them what's going on in the video so that they can know that that video is something that they would be interested in. So you definitely need to make sure that you're looking at it from that perspective. Um, let's see here. As I scroll up, we got that one. Super chat. George Fontan says, second question. Um, did you miss the first or did I miss the response? I think I missed the first. Hold on. I'm scrolling down. Oh, I see it. Okay. Super so, hey, Nick, um, two questions. First, my view duration is quite low. I take full responsibility for this. My vids are informative, but um, do they need to be entertaining? I'm not good at faking enthusiasm. So I want you to watch um, somebody named Curtis Judd. Um, so if you're not, if you don't have like an enthusiastic personality, um, I want you to watch Curtis Judd, um, C-U-R-T-I-S-J-U-D-D. Um, in his, in his content, um, for me, cause I watch him on a regular basis, um, in his content, he's not, he doesn't go the entertainment route, but he's so informational, right? Cause you said that you do, uh, like, uh, informational stuff as well. Like he's so informational and he goes so in depth and he's so well-spoken and he just communicates what he's trying to communicate in such a great way that he's pleasant to listen to. I literally watch his videos from the time I hit play all the way to the end. And I'll typically even watch a video that, you know, will pop up on the end screen as well. But like his content, it's not entertaining. It's not over the top. It's not like overly enthusiastic. It's just like a guy sharing information about something that he loves. And, uh, and, and that is for me, that's something that makes me connect to him. And, um, with that, I mean, I think, I think Curtis Judd has like, uh, I, I, I know he's got over a hundred thousand subscribers, but I'm not sure. Cause I don't look at subscriber counts. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he's at 143,000 uh, subscribers on his YouTube channel, and uh, and he's pretty chill. And he's got another one just for audio, too, where he's got like 12,000. Um, but but look at his channel for inspiration, because on YouTube, you don't have to be, you know, um, we'll just call it obnoxious, right? You don't have to be obnoxious. You don't have to be, you know, over the top. You don't have to be, um, uh, you know, like super enthusiastic about what it is that you're talking about. You just have to be able to um, hold people's attention with the way that you do it. So again, Curtis Judd, he's more chill and his chill vibe is something that I really enjoy from his content because, you know, he, he shares the information that I care about and everything else. He's just kind of, you know, doesn't even like focus on it. He doesn't waste time, anything like that. Um, so I really recommend that you look at him for, um, just an example of how you can still do great. Um, even if you're not, you know, overly enthusiastic or something like that. Roger Wakefield says, Nick, have you, uh, have you seen your subscriber count? You're doing amazing things. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been an awesome, uh, like last, uh, couple of months, um, for the channel. I mean, for the world, you know, maybe not, but for the channel, you know, it's been a, it's been an awesome, uh, last couple of, uh, last couple of months, but, but, um, Albert Tech right here says a, a really important thing and that's that you need to be yourself. So that's super important. Um, you know, just making sure that you're not, cause you said that you don't like to fake it, right? So it's super important to make sure that you are putting you out there, whatever version of you, you know, it is that you want to put out there. So, you know, an example of this, like uh, Roger Wakefield, who just, you know, mentioned that about the subscriber count. Like if you go and you look at, at his content, he is entertaining and he is, you know, like enthusiastic and like, he's actually like intense in, uh, in his videos, but that's how he actually is. So like when you meet him at an event, you know, he's he's like calm and collected and well-spoken, but he still communicates in like an intense way where you like want to listen to what he says, <laughs> right? So, you know, because of that, you know, it, it he basically just took his real life, um, how he is, he took him, and then he just started making videos based on, you know, how he actually is. Um, with me, you know, same exact thing. Um, sometimes in videos, I'll go just like a tad, a little bit, you know, more over the top than normal. But, you know, same exact thing goes for the most part with me as well. 
well, like if you meet me in person, like this is, you know, this is like, this is what you get. Right. So, um, uh, you know, just focus on, on being yourself and, and you'll find the right audience that, that digs you and how you communicate. Um, but you just have to go through that process. We actually call that, it's actually not even we, like that's just a thing in, um, in uh, uh, like music and, you know, live streaming and making video content and podcasting and all that. Um, it's, it's finding your voice. And that basically is going from like, hey, this is, this is how I think I should do it to this is me actually doing it how I do it. Right. And it's finding that sweet spot of like, yeah, I'm comfortable here. You know, I, I feel like genuine here. I'm being my best self here and I'm going to, you know, follow this route. This is where I'm the most comfortable and this is what people respond to. So um, so keep walking down that uh, keep walking down that road. Super chat. And George Fontan asked another question, says, um, did you miss the first? Okay, we got that. Um, anyway, I'm on YouTube, get client leads. Okay, I'm on YouTube to get client leads, but my industry um, and uh, New York Specific videos get a CPM of twenty to forty dollars, but low view counts. Too niche. Um, would love ex extra income, but not sure if it's realistic. Um, so, in terms of your industry, I'm not sure specifically of what it is that you're doing. You know, like you know the details of your content. So, because of that, I can't I can't say that like you know, uh, well, you know, you're you're doing it right in terms of generating leads or not. Like, if you are generating leads, then of course you're doing it right. But one thing to think about is if you're doing it for the sake of generating leads, like that's another place where being you is the best way to do that because then you're, you're, you're building up that, um, that relationship with people through your video content that is going to be the exact same thing that they're going to experience if they, you know, if they hire you for whatever, you know, service it is that you happen to offer. Um, so because of that, just being like your, your authentic self in that situation is like cheesy and, and all that as it sounds, but being your authentic self um, is, is the best way to take that, uh, is, is the best approach for that. Because like YouTube, when it comes to lead gen is a powerhouse. Um, I, I actually have never experienced anything, um, you know, like on the, on the internet, I'm sure, I'm sure ads are all, are also a powerhouse. Um, but in terms of just the organic side of YouTube without, you know, running any ads or anything like that, like the organic side of YouTube can just be a madhouse or, or a powerhouse, um, when it comes to, uh, any type of lead generation for anything that you're trying to bring attention to. Okay, I'm gonna refresh this page here really quick. Really quick like, I'm gonna repaste this, this thing really quick like, okay. So um, let me refresh this while this is refreshing. I'm gonna answer another question from the forum. So back to kill uh, King Blazer. Um, King Blazer says uh, they do gaming content. They do gaming news and how to for different games. That's cool. It says, does live streaming affect your channel in a bad way? I recently set all my live videos to private and I lost a lot of hours watched. So when you set those videos to private or those live streams to private, then the public watch time for those are gone. So that's what happened. Um, in terms of them affecting your channel in a negative way in some cases yeah they can um in other cases they they help and it it's really important to make sure that you're intentional about how you're putting your live stream together so as an example like every time i go live here um, i lose a bunch of subscribers and that's fine i don't care because i'm able to use this live stream as a way to personally answer comments about things that are important to you so to me that is that is what this live stream is all about and just the hangout um of course when my brother came on board and we were on the streams like that leveled the whole thing up um even more because that made it fun and you know we were able to hang out during the stream and all that stuff um but when it comes to um um 
you know, live streaming on your channel. And if it can impact your channel, it can, it can help and it can hurt, but it's important to understand why you're live streaming. So like if you're live streaming to actually grow the channel, then in that case, you have to be super focused on what it is that you're doing. You have to put together a really tight stream, make sure that that tight stream is good for the replay, right? To where it's okay when it's live, but you're not doing tons of shout outs and things like that because that alienates the people that come in and watch it as a video. So because of that, you have to think of the purpose of your live stream. If it's a community builder, then in that case, it's going to, it's going to help you win, so to speak, because those are the people that are going to come back and keep watching your videos and you're just interacting with them directly in your live streams. Um, if your goal is to, of course, you know, like, uh, like grow the channel using the live streams. Like if you're like a, like a, like if you only do live streams as an example, then you have to be laser, laser, laser focused on, on the experience that you're giving in the live stream. And you have to put it together just like, a, like, like the news or live TV does to where, you know, everything's like cutting fast and the way that you're communicating, you're not having any dead space. You're not sitting there looking for your thoughts or what it is you're going to say next. You're just, you're just bringing the heat, so to speak. Um, so that it so that it's good on the replay as well. Super chat. Marlon says, no questions. Love the stream. Thanks, Marlon. Glad that you are enjoying the, uh, the live stream. Super chat. Cut to the chase TV says, should we hide our subscriber count when new to YouTube? Absolutely not. People can still see your view count. So it doesn't do you any good to hide your subscriber count. A lot of new content creators will hide it because they're embarrassed or they're, they're, you know, like they don't feel good that they don't have a lot of subscribers yet. But here's the thing. Like people don't care about your subscriber count. The only people that care about your subscriber count is you. And the reason I say that is because when you're looking around YouTube and everybody, you can relate to this, give me a hashtag yes or no once I say it. But basically like when you're looking around YouTube, you can't even see the subscriber count, right? Like when when YouTube's showing you something on your homepage or next to a, a video on another, uh, when you're watching another video, you, you can't even see their subscriber count. So before you even click on a video, how many times or do you even care how many subscribers that that particular channel has? Like, do you care? Let's do it this way. When you click on a video, if that video is a good piece of content, if that video is content that you're gonna gain value from in some way, shape or form, be it it's gonna make you laugh or lift you up or teach you something new, whatever it happens to be, if it's a good piece of content and you get value from it, do you care how many subscribers that channel has? Okay, so we have some people saying they do care. Yeah, me, I don't care. If they if they make a good video, I know that eventually their subscribers are gonna grow, right? So I, like, like I don't base my decision on if I'm gonna subscribe based on how many subscribers that they have, right? I look at it and I'm like, hey, this is a great video and let me look at their channel, see what other stuff they have. If they have, you know, more content like this, I'm in. I don't care if they have no subscribers or if they have, you know, 8 million subscribers. I base it on the actual experience that I'm having, not on, you know, how many subscribers they have, uh, you know, at the face of the whole thing. Because, you know, again, when YouTube's showing your content around, nobody knows. Nobody knows how many subscribers you have until they actually click on a video to uh, click on a video to watch it. Okay, a lot of feedback there. Some people are like, yeah, I care. Other people are like, nope. So yeah, we got a we got a we got a good mix there. So um, let's see here. Next up on the list, I've got um, I've got a few more of these here that I need to uh, that I need to address, and then we'll get into uh, more into the forum questions. So um, let's see here. We also got um, the land of Dez says I have a gaming channel. I got 1.4 subscribers um, in one month. I need to go full time in three no three months from scratch. Okay, so here's the thing. When it comes to uh, when it comes to YouTube, um, putting a deadline on when you go full time is, I mean, it's it's 
it's good because it gives you like a goal. It gives you something to strive for. However, um, when you are like, like right now, for example, if you're, if you're still here in the, in, in the, in the chat, I would just love for you to answer this currently outside of ad revenue. Do you have anything that is driving revenue from your YouTube channel? And this question here is for Land of Dez. Actually, everybody can answer this question. Do you have any way outside of YouTube ads that you're currently generating income from your YouTube channel? Give me a yes or no. I know you do, Dan. Dan, creator fundamentals in the house. Ratty star, yes. Grow your wealth, no. Okay, so for this one, and I'm not sure if they're still in here or not, so I'm looking for their name to go by. Yeah, so it doesn't look like they're, if anybody says Land of Dez, oh, there we go. Okay, so um, so they say at this point, no, but I have a strategy. Okay, so here's the thing. So if you, if you are wanting to go full-time on YouTube in three months, but you have a strategy, that strategy should have been implemented already. Because if you're trying to go full-time on YouTube in three months, like time is of the essence. So whatever your strategy is, Every single video that you publish needs to be driving you towards going full-time on YouTube. And the reason that I asked if you have something off of YouTube is because ad revenue, if you're trying to go full-time, unless you're getting crushed in views, then ad revenue is really difficult to go full-time solely on ad revenue. And it fluctuates a lot. So because of that, um, you know, being solely dependent on, you know, hey, I'm going through the process, I'm gonna get monetized, and then I'm gonna go full-time on YouTube, just getting ads, unless you're getting tons of views on your videos, isn't enough to uh, to to go to go full time and and have like a sustainable full time thing. Now, with whatever strategy it is that you have for you know generating income from additional things in your channel, if you want to go be full time in three months, start implementing those things now. Right, you have to implement them now because if you're not implementing them now, then in three months from now you're gonna still think, hey, I've got the strategy that I'm gonna put into place, but you're gonna have three months worth of videos that are not working um, that are not working in your favor. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that you are, um, that you have that stuff in place. And I, I'm actually gonna pull up your channel just because I, I, I have to in this situation. Um, so you got 34,000 subscribers, okay. So you're, you're, the ball's already rolling. Okay, so let me retract some of this a bit. <laughs> okay, so already um, you, can, uh, you can do the channel membership thing, which is gonna be one stream of income. You're already taking donations through Streamlabs, it looks like, which is another stream of income. Um, currently, you have all of these videos in your channel that you've grown your channel to 34,000 subscribers. You know, I'm actually just gonna pull this up on screen. We'll do this the uh, we'll do this the, the the easy way so everybody can see it. So um, so like right now, if I can find it, there we go. Okay, so right now, um, the land of Des. So right now, you um, since you're at thirty four thousand subscribers, you're going to have channel memberships. If you don't have it already, it's coming soon. Um, in addition to that, you have a donation set up here. So you have two ways. Currently, you can monetize. You're already getting ad revenue, but unfortunately, the amount of views that you're getting is not that much to generate you that much ad revenue. Um, so because of that, I don't know where you live, which is also going to be a part of you know your um, you know your long term you know strategy and your ability to get monetized. So depending 
depending on where you live, you know, you might not le- you might not need too much. But in addition to just having that income from YouTube, if you're going to like stop your job, for example, then you're also going to have the costs. Um, and I hope that you've already you know thought of this, but you're also going to have the costs of the things that you got with your job. Like if you have any like health insurance or you know anything like that, you're also going to have to start paying taxes. I mean, you're already probably going to have to start paying taxes, or you already are on your channel. Um, but you're going to start paying for that sort of thing as well. Um, um, which is going to take away from that full-time income. I'm going to look right here on your latest video that you, that you published 19 hours ago, and I'm just going to see what it is that you're, that you're currently doing. Okay. So right out of the gate, um, some things that you need to be doing right now in order to accelerate this happening for you, um, is you need to first make it easier for people to find more of your content. Um, one of the ways that you can do that is making sure that you're adding relevant playlists in your video description so that when people are, um, you know, when they're in your video description that you have, you know, a playlist link of content that would be, you know, food related as an example in this situation so that they can go and watch more of your content easily. You also need to have affiliate links down here, make sure that you have like an affiliate disclaimer so that you can, um, you know, so that you're playing by the rules, so to speak, but that you have an affiliate disclaimer down here, letting people know that if they click on those links that you're going to get a commission of some kind. Um, Also, um, in addition to that, like the donation link that you have going to Streamlabs, whatever different donation things that you have, like personally, if I was in your case and I was trying to monetize quickly, um, what I would do is I would go to um, <laughs> Rogers, like, yes, yeah, is an old school, old school channel review. Love it. So, um, so with this also, if you're trying to generate revenue, instead of getting like the Streamlabs one where you're going to make like, you know, like a buck or, you know, whatever their donation is, try to get recurring revenue. So one of the ways that you can get recurring revenue is through something like Patreon. And with Patreon, you'd have to make extra content there and you'd have to engage further in your community there. But if it's one of the things that you're doing, oh, this isn't the channel that you're planning it on. Oh, this isn't the one that you're planning it on. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then we'll, we'll just go ahead and stop that. Then if this isn't the one that you're planning it on, cause, cause I was about, you know, like what I was going through here was how you can kind of get this one going, but, um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and just take it off of that. If that's not the, if that's not the one, but anyway, you get the idea, you get what I'm going for is that you are, you know, you have to make sure that you have these things in place, um, in order to, you know, to see it through because, you know, having the plan, if you're not, you know, just completely executing every single day on trying to make it happen, um, it's not gonna, you know, like it, it's not just gonna naturally happen. So because of that, you need to make sure that you are, um, you know, that you're, that you have a clear path to uh, monetization. Super chat. Next up, we have, um, let's see here, Gemini Gaming YT says Streamlabs versus OBS. You're a gamer. You need to be on Streamlabs. Um, let's see here. Arbor Tech says, Nick, can you do something about um, affiliate programs in the future? I still try to figure it out. I watched a few videos uh, made by Think Media, but I can't. Absolutely. So basically when it comes to affiliate marketing, all it is, is you sign up with different companies, like let's say like Amazon, or let's say that you have, you know, specific things around the type of content that you make um, that would be fantastic for your viewers. So what you do is you actually sign up for those companies' affiliate program. You can typically find it in the footer of their website, sign up for their affiliate program, for the ones that accept you, then um, what you do in that situation is you can review their products or you can just mention, you know, hey, these are the things that I use in my videos. Like if you were to do Amazon, for example, um, and you put those in your description, but you also want to make uh, make sure you have your affiliate disclaimer down there so you don't get yourself in trouble. But when you are 
um, how affiliate marketing works is basically after you sign up with the company for the products that you're going to promote products or services that you're gonna bring attention to, then the next thing that you do in that situation is you um, sign into your admin over there. And when you sign into your admin, then you'll have an area where you can actually get a link from that, um, you know, a, a special link that's just for you. And then you take that link and then you put it in your, in your video description. And then anybody that actually clicks on that link and they make a purchase, then you will get a commission for that. Now, some things you gotta keep in mind when you are doing affiliate marketing and you're using it as an income source from your YouTube channel. If you have like a, let's say that you have like in that situation, let's say you're making like cooking videos, it doesn't make much sense to put like all the gear that you're using and things like that. Like, hey, these are the cameras that we use and stuff like that. It doesn't make sense to put that down in your description. Think about the people that are watching your videos and what they care about. So if you're making cooking videos, put the utensils that you use down there. Put the things that you actually use to cook down in your video description, not the actual camera gear that you use. And I see this all the time. Um, in addition to that, you also wanna think of buyer intent when you're thinking about the actual content that you're putting out. So for example, if you are putting out, um, if you're putting out content that is like a review, the person that is clicking and watching a review video, either they're an enthusiast in terms of like, they really just love watching that type of review content, um, or they're somewhere in the buying process. They're actually researching, they're trying to figure out if this is something that they wanna buy or not. So because of that, when you make review type content, what you're doing is you're drastically increasing the intent that the buyer has to actually make a purchase through your link. And that takes it down to you, giving them the information that they need to actually be able to you know, make that purchase. So what you wanna think about if you're doing any type of affiliate marketing is you wanna think about, okay, one, is the stuff that I'm linking relevant to what my audience cares about? Not just because I can't think of what to link in my description, simply think this is the type of content that I make, the people that are watching this, what do they care about? What can I link down there that they would care about? Um, you also want to make sure that you're keeping the the buyer intent um, or the intentions of the of the uh, viewer that's actually looking for that type of content. You got to make sure you're keeping that in mind when you're coming up. You know when you're adding the affiliate marketing side to your content strategy. Um, and of course, you 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 have to make sure that every single thing that you are bringing attention to, that you are being honest about it and that you're not just shilling it for the sake of shilling it so that you can get commissions off of it. Because here's what's gonna happen if you do that, is as soon as you start shilling and you just start put promoting stuff for the sake of promoting stuff, but you're not genuinely a fan of that stuff, then what's going to happen is you're gonna start recommending stuff that, that you don't really care about and it's not gonna be like quality stuff. And because of that, people will actually stop taking your advice and people will stop buying things on your recommendation because the things that you're recommending are not genuinely awesome for your community. So because of that, you have to be just super protective of the things that you recommend because for everybody here that's watching this, as your channel grows, you're gonna start having people reach out to you for everything. You're gonna have people reach out to you for things that are a direct, um, you know, for, they'd be a great fit for your audience. You're gonna have people reach out to you for things that are not even remotely close to related to the, the people that are watching your videos. But what you have to do, even though the opportunities are there, people are gonna offer you like tons of money to bring attention to their products. But even though those opportunities are there, you don't wanna take them at the expense of your reputation because the more that people can know that, hey, this person is, is showing me this thing because they see value in it and they see value in it enough to make a video about it or to bring attention to it and I'm going to install this and based on the experience that that person has when they install it is going to determine, when they install it or buy it or whatever it happens to be, it's going to determine if that person is gonna take your next recommendation or not. If they're super happy, the likelihood of them taking that next recommendation 
it's there because they're like, yeah, this person nailed it. All the things that they said are awesome or awesome. All the things that they said suck, suck. Um, so because of that, like they're my source for when I'm looking for these specific things, right? So you got to make sure that you're being um, transparent and honest when it comes to, uh, when it comes to that. Yeah. Roberto, same thing. Yeah. Roberto's like, I've turned down hundred thousand dollars, a uh, hundred thousand dollar deals. Um, just because they're, they're not a good, uh, they're not a good fit. Yeah. Same here. The same exact thing. Like, uh, like when it comes to like doing this stuff, as you start getting that attention, if you're not already, then the, um, you know, the amount of people that are going to be reaching out trying to get you to, to promote their stuff is um it's pretty staggering actually but yeah just, just be just, just think of your viewers D just like with everything else right always think of the viewers first when it comes to when it comes to like the stuff that you're linking to in your description when it comes to the content that you're making when it comes to the products and services that you're bringing attention to when it comes to you know how you're putting your thumbnails together how you're writing your titles all of it everything like everybody here should take a notepad um, if you have like a notepad sitting around like a post-it note and write down viewer first and just smack it right on your monitor or right on your phone or whatever it is, wherever it is that you make content. And, and, and the more that you think of viewer first, um, the, the, the better everything's going to end up, uh, everything's going to end up being for you on YouTube. All right. So I kind of went on that one for a while. So give me a second and I will, uh, pull up more questions here. Um, so the, um, some, some super chats came through. I'm going to address really quick. Um, let's see here. Go down to here. Okay. So we got streamlines versus OBS. We just got that one about affiliate programs. Um, super Navita P says I started a personal finance channel called Navita P and I have a blog as well. How many videos should I post weekly? Um, it depends on what you're trying to do. So like if you are, you know, if you're trying to bring a lot of attention to your blog, as an example, well, YouTube is going to give you the opportunity to cover the same topics that you're covering in your blog, but also be able to use YouTube as a discovery mechanism to actually drive people over to your, to your blog. So what you do in that situation is you have your blog and you're already getting, you know, search engine traffic from it, but you're using your YouTube channel as an additional traffic source. So, you know, because of that, you want to upload to that as much as you possibly can and you want to optimize those for search as well and some not for search that are just targeted for, you know, the recommendation features on YouTube. And the reason for that is because, you know, one, you want to give yourself the chance to get like mass exposure, but you also want to make sure that you're targeting um, search terms as well for your blog so that you're actually reaching out and giving yourself the opportunity to get in front of the people that are the right fit for your blog and, and bring them in and introduce them to your blog through your, uh, through your content. So in terms of how many you should post weekly, depends on how aggressive you are and how driven you are. So, you know, if you, if you can, you know, build the content out, I would do at least once a week, but if you can, I would do two to three times per week, um, just for the sake of getting out, you know, a bunch of content, learning how to really use YouTube, because by making videos and publishing them, you're going to get more familiar with what works, what doesn't work, what your audience wants from you, what they care about, what they don't, um, which will allow you to fine tune your blog and your YouTube channel uh, as well. Super chat. ASAMR Dream More says channel review. I'm not doing channel reviews <laughs> right now. Um, I was going to do channel reviews this week, but I'm not. Um, I'm not doing channel reviews this week. I might do them next week uh, instead. But yeah, I was going to do channel reviews this week, but I'm not. I just happened to pull that one up because I couldn't help myself because I was curious about how they were uh, currently monetizing. Super Pete chat. Marsh, thank you for the super chat there. I appreciate it. Super chat. Just for joy says, hey, Nick, do you think doing batch content is a good idea for beginners? Do you think it affects the quality of the work? Um, I do think that batch batching content is extremely valuable. I try to do it as much as I possibly can. Um, like for like for example, like last night I recorded two videos. I still have to upload one for him, but I recorded two videos last night. I'm gonna record two videos again tomorrow as well. Um, and uh, that's because, you know, it just makes it easier. So you're not always having to, you know, 
reserve that time. Um, there's some periods of time, I haven't done this in a while, but there's some periods of time where I'll sit down and I'll crank out like four videos, five videos, you know, eight videos, something like that um, over the course of a day or two. Um, but it's not something that I, that I continually do every single time I make a video. Aston Regis is in here somewhere, at least he was. He cranked out like a hundred and something Adobe Premiere tutorials over the course of seven days. So he's got con he's got enough content to last him literally for the entire year. So, you know, as he's editing that content, as fast as he can edit it and get it pending online, um, getting, you know, get it scheduled and ready to publish, as fast as he can possibly do that, then he literally could get, you know, six months worth of content up there and then just take off the next six months and not do anything except answer comments <laughs> if you wanted to. So, you know, batching can be really valuable, um, you know, depending on what it is that you're doing. Actually, it's always valuable, but the one negative um, as a new content creator, because a lot of people will make a bunch of content before they even start their channel, which is good because you need to get in that routine of, you know, making content on a regular basis. However, you still wanna make sure that that content that you're putting out there, that you are paying attention to your audience retention because if you have a bunch of videos where you make the same mistakes, which as a beginner, you're going to. If you have a bunch of videos where you make the same mistakes over and over and over again, then those videos that you're putting out, you're not actually learning anything because you already made 10 of them. However, if you record 10 of them, but then you edit like three, and then you leave the other ones ready and you use your audience retention reports to say, okay, well, um, people responded to this video in this way and it looks like they did the same exact thing on the second and third video. So when I'm editing this next video, I need to keep those things in mind and make sure that uh, even though it's recorded already, I just need to make sure that when I'm editing it, I keep those things in mind and I try to work around those things that people left for. So for example, let's say that you started your video with an intro. You're gonna notice people are gonna bail on that. So once you notice that, then you know, hey, on my next videos, I either need to make a shorter intro or I need to not include the intro at all or maybe I need to move it into a different place in the video so that I have like a nice, you know, introduction first and then the intro drops or something like that. So it just gives you more flexibility um, when you're releasing the content to actually make effective content instead of just, you know, bulk um, publishing content. So again, the recommendation is to kind of make it clear. The recommendation is absolutely batch create the content as much as you can. But when it comes to editing, make sure that you are looking at your stats first on the content that you already have. So that the editing decisions that you're making on the, the content that you've already recorded um, are better and can help you improve your audience retention, which then will ultimately help your channel grow. Super chat. Um, Gemini Gaming YT says, do you have any videos on Streamlabs? I do. Um, Streamlabs is actually a sponsor for a while. I might actually be doing some stuff with them again soon. And um, with uh, Streamlabs, I have an entire playlist on Streamlabs. So absolutely. Uh, you can find that if you go to my my homepage, my my YouTube channel page, if you go there. Um, I think that list is all the way at the uh, all the way at the bottom. Super chat. George Fontan says, one more question. Getting leads, would you make every vid a lead generator? So as an architect, um, should all my videos be focused on project type or should some vi vids be broader based on expanding audience? So when it comes to like that situation, if you're trying to generate leads like as an architect, um, in that situation, I think that... Um, I wouldn't necessarily make all of them like a lead generator per se in terms of like, hey, make sure you download whatever, or go visit my website. But what I would do is I would passively make them all a lead generator. And what I mean by that is when you're introducing yourself in your video, if you're not doing this already, say I'm George Fontan from, you know, whatever your company is um, or your website and just really quickly say exactly what it is that you do and then get into the content. So what you're doing is you're sharing your professional credentials in that situation. You're telling them where they can find you, but you're doing all this like, 
really quick. Um, and you can even have a lower third that pops up with your name on it, with your website on it. Um, so they know exactly where it is that they want to go to find out more about you. Of course, you want to put those links in your description as well. Um, but basically, you'd have the passive side where you uh, are just, you know, letting people know who you are and what it is that you do. But um, when it comes to uh, the actual content that you're, oh, yeah, in terms of the ones that are like hard lead generators um, in that situation, then you want to sprinkle those in. So I call those like money videos, the ones that are like driving people off platform a lot. And the idea that I try to do um, that seems to work great is that um, I'll make videos and then I will, in the ends of those videos, as long as they're topically related, I'll try to drive people to that particular video that typically sends people off platform to where they buy whatever it happens to be. Like, let's say, for example, if I was doing something about like epidemic sound, like a, like my epidemic sound review that I have um, in that situation, I have a bunch of videos linking to that epidemic sound review so that I'm continually bringing that, you know, to people's um, attention. And that's one where they actually leave, you know, people leave that video in mass and they go sign up for uh, epidemic sound. So, you know, that's a good example example of that, you know, of that scenario. Now, in terms of the actual content, um, the, I, I would really need to like really give you an honest answer on this. Cause I, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing here. I would actually need to see the content, um, itself. Um, so because of that, um, I'm not going to answer the side on, um, all your videos being focused on the project type or some videos being broader based on an expanding audience. But what I can tell you, um, is that if you already know, that some of the content would be a good fit for an expanding audience, then I would definitely test it. But keep in mind, if you're doing this for the sake of lead generation, the only thing that matters is that you're generating leads from it. Um, in terms of, you know, hey, I'm trying to get into a broader audience. Like if they're not gonna buy from you, if you're not gonna generate that lead that you're trying for your business, then in that case, reaching that, bro that broader audience isn't really gonna do much for you. So because of that, like whatever content that you find on your channel, make sure you're tracking everything and whatever content it is that you find in your channel that drives you the most leads, focus all of your efforts on making that type of content over and over and over and over again, because that's the stuff that's actually achieving the goal of what it is that you have for the YouTube channel or what you have the channel for. Super chat. Albert Tech says, thank you very much. Well answered. Love you, man. Glad that that was, um, that was a good answer for you. Super and Crystal chat. Bird says, how do I change my background logo? Um, so if you're talking about your logo on your, um, like your, your profile picture, if you just go to your channel page, you can do that. If you're on a mobile device, um, it's a little bit more of a hassle. I don't even know if you can do that particular one on a mobile device or not. Um, but um, yeah, you, you, if you're on a computer, then you can just go to your channel page and you can just click on it. And then, um, and then you can go and, and change your, uh, change your photo that way. Let's see here. Let me keep scrolling down here. Super Next chat. one is um, from Sharona Lee. Sharona Lee says, is it a good idea to have both cleaning, motivation, organization, and cooking on the same channel, or is that too crowded for the algorithm and audience? Um, nothing's too crowded for the algorithm. It's all about the audience, and the audience actually is what triggers the algorithm. Um, algorithms. So because of that, um, I personally, out of cleaning, motivation, organization, and cooking, um, those are all kind of under lifestyle. So depending on who it is that you're actually trying to reach with those, you might be okay. Um, but one thing that you're going to just easily be able to identify is out of your cook, out of your cleaning, motivation, organization, and cooking videos, which one performs the best and which ones perform the worst. The ones that perform the worst, you just want to get rid of them. Um, not delete them, but you want to stop making those um, unless you get a lift on those on the back end because that happens sometimes. Um, but in your case, so basically inside of analytics, I'm not sure if you know this or not, so I'm just letting you know, inside of uh, your YouTube analytics, there's a grouping feature. And that grouping feature actually lets you compare content types 
against each other. So like in your case, you can have like one group that would be cleaning content, another group that's motivation, another that's organization, another that's cooking. And then you can actually compare the stats on all of them to see which ones perform better. And that, you know, which ones drive more subscribers, which ones drive more views, which ones drive more revenue, um, which ones, you know, just have a higher click-through rate, which ones have the longest audience retention. Um, you can find all of that just by using a grouping feature to really identify what it is that your audience cares about the most. Because technically, I would say that cooking wouldn't necessarily fit in that great with cleaning and organization, neither would motivation. Um, but, you know, on your channel, depending on who it is that's actually, you know, viewing the content, that that might be fine. Um, but in most cases, that's probably a tad too broad would be my guess without actually looking at the channel. Um, so if it was me and that was my channel, just based on the on the on the category videos that you're talking about, I would either do cleaning and organization together um, and lose motivation and cooking, or I would do motivation or I would do cooking. So um, so that's what I personally would do. Um, but of course, use your stats and the data that you have to 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 make that uh, to make that decision. Super chat. Um, Marjolin CG, hope I'm saying your name right. Sorry about that. Um, I'm actually not looking at channels right now. I looked on one before, um, just because I needed to, to, to answer that specific question, but I'm not looking at, uh, at, at the channels. I think I'm going to be doing channel reviews next week. So definitely stop by next week. If you want, um, you know, if you want somebody to look at your channel, um, but for this week, um, I'm not doing uh, channel reviews, uh, right now. Penny says that we're going to need a video on that for the grouping and analytics. Okay, I think I might have one actually. I know that I have it where I've mentioned it um, and I've shown it quickly, but I'm not sure. Like I couldn't say, oh, it's in this video, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it, you know, a nice handful of times. It's just, it's just finding the video. <laughs> super chat. Eugene, what's up, dude? Thanks for the super chat. Um, he says, Nick, I have 400 plus videos, but only recently I started creating optimized and research videos. Should I focus more on creating new videos or update not optimize the past videos? Both. So get your past videos all sorted out. And then once you get those sorted out, um, of course, you want to always, you always want to just keep making new content. Um, and the reason to make the new content is because it's fresh, right? And YouTube loves fresh content. So because of that, get your, I would focus on making the fresh content, but when you have time or be organizing the stuff um, in the back end that, uh, that you already have on your channel. Super chat. Beef Vapes says, ever since I watched your videos and uh, put your advice into action, I've noticed a that I get more views and more subscribers. Thank you. Beef Vapes, yeah, man, this stuff works. It's it's basically like all the stuff that 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 I talk about and channels like mine that we talk about, like it's all stuff that that is proven to work. Like it's stuff that we found on our channels, it's stuff that we found through working with clients on their channels, it's stuff that um, YouTube recommends that you do that, that we've proven through, you know, our channels and client channels that work. Um, and and that sort of thing. So this stuff, you know, hands down, if you apply it to your channel and you're paying attention to, to what's going on without question, this, you know, it, 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 without question, it works. Um, so thank you for that. And high five and fist bump for actually being one of the people that apply the information. Cause a lot of people will listen, like they'll hang out in live streams and stuff, but a lot of people actually don't apply, um, the information. It's just the serious people that are like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take this and I'm going to apply it. Um, that, you know, that end up, uh, you know, getting that result. Super chat. Tim Wolf. Thank you for the super chat. It says, hey, Nick, love the content. Watch your live every week. Awesome, man. It's the first time I've seen you uh, seen you chatting. So thanks for the super chat. It says, um, what is the strategy for posting um, for suggested versus search? Okay. So if you're posting for suggested versus search, you have to think of how you're packaging the video from the outside. And what I mean by that is, I'll, I'll just unpack this a little bit, but basically when you're, when you're targeting search, all you have to do really is you have to use the specific keyword phrase that somebody's looking for. Of course, YouTube, absolutely. It's smart enough to know that, you know, what your video is about. So technically, 
technically you don't have to use it, but when you do use it, it gives you an advantage. So you want to use a keyword phrase when you are optimizing your videos for search. Um, and when you're packaging everything, you're thinking about, you know, if somebody's actually looking for this content, what am I gonna what am I gonna say in my title and thumbnail in order to make this intriguing for that person that's actually looking for this type of content or looking for this specific video? So, like as an example, if somebody's looking for like how to do something and you have a video on how to do that specific thing, then you have to think, okay. I'm putting that keyword phrase because this is exactly what they're looking for. When they type it in, I want them to see my title that says that also because I'm optimizing for the human. So I want them to see exactly what it is that they just typed in my title. In addition to that, I need to make sure that that is as close as possible to the front of my title if you're targeting an English speaking uh, audience because as English readers, we read from left to right. So you wanna make sure that the thing that the viewer typed in is as close to the front as possible. This is gonna help you as well in other features in case it gets truncated. Um, but you need to make sure that you're uh, doing that. and then you're adding a compelling element to it um, in terms of something that would push them over the edge for the click because there's also gonna be a lot of other videos in that search result that are also um, targeting that term. So because of that, you have to be able to push them over the edge with whatever compelling element that you add to it. So if it's a time limit, you know, um, you know, get, you know, how to do this in under X amount of minutes, that could be like a compelling element as an example. But one thing that you wanna do as well when you're optimizing your videos for search is you wanna think um, you need to actually go and research the search term as well, like literally type in the, the thing that you're targeting and the variations of what it is that you're targeting as well. Um, like if you think, hey, you know, I'm targeting this, but there's a good chance um, that I might also end up showing up for this and this, go actually look at all of those and see what other people are using to be compelling. And when you do that, that's gonna give you the opportunity to say, okay, um, these are the compelling elements that they're using to get people to click this is how long their videos are. And since, um, you know, watch time per impression is important. So I need to make sure that my videos are somewhat of a similar length or more. So basically this is how long their videos are. This is what they are using to get people to click. So what can I do that's gonna help me stand out and help people click on mine more than theirs, okay? So when it comes to search, that's what you gotta be focused on. And that's for people that are looking for the content. Now, if you're targeting the recommendation features, it's a totally different game. And the reason it's a totally different game is because the recommendation features, those are happening to YouTube, or those are happening to viewers, I mean. So like as an example, if you were to log into YouTube right now and you were to, and you were to look for, you know, like how to grow a YouTube channel, there's a really good chance that you'd run across my content somewhere in the search result for that, or, you know, how to do whatever about YouTube. Now you're looking for that. So your interest is already higher for that specific thing, because that's something that you're caring about right now. Now, and, and you might click on, on one of my videos. Now, if I were to do that same exact titling and everything for home pages and for suggested videos, then in that particular case, sure, some people are gonna click on it, um, you know, because it might be compelling, it might be exactly what it is that they're looking for. So sure, you're still gonna get recommended, you know, if people are responding to the video, you're gonna get recommended anyway. But if you're targeting the other stuff, other things that you have to think about are, when somebody goes to YouTube, they're not looking for a particular, if they're not looking for the particular content that you're making, then what's happening is YouTube is showing them the stuff that they think that they are most likely to see. YouTube's already done half the work for you. So what you have to do is you have to think, you have to sit back and you have to look at how you're packaging your content and your thumbnail and your title. And you have to say, if somebody had no intention whatsoever of watching a video like the one I'm publishing right now, if somebody logged to YouTube, they had no intention of watching it, what could I possibly say in this title and in the thumbnail, how, what could I do with the thumbnail that would make somebody think, oh yeah, I'm interested in that, I need to click on that, right? 
And you need to think in that way because you're not just going for the keyword phrase in that situation because it's not something that they're specifically looking for. So one thing that you're gonna see on my channel, if you look at my channel, I have some to where I'm targeting search and I have some where I'm targeting recommendation features. The one where I'm targeting recommendation features, I'm talking to you, right? You'll see like you in my title a lot. You'll see your in my title a lot. You'll see YouTubers in my title a lot. And the reason for that is because when you see that, I want you to notice Hey, this is exactly what it is that, um, you know, like this video is for me, right? That's, that's what I want you to notice when, when it's getting recommended to you. So I put the thing that you care about, something that would matter to you emotionally. And, and then I, you know, make sure that I'm targeting you. I call it an audience identifier, but I make sure that I'm targeting like you or YouTubers or your, so that the YouTuber that YouTube is showing that to is going to know that it's for them. And, uh, and, you know, of course, you know, click on the video and come and watch it. So that's the difference uh, between the two. So basically like when you're targeting recommendation features, just sit back and think if somebody isn't expecting to watch this, how can I, you know, YouTube thinks they're gonna be interested anyway, but what can I do to actually push them over that edge? And then um, if you're targeting search, then you're, then you're thinking more about, okay, this is the term they're looking for. I need to make sure that it's crystal clear. This is what they're gonna learn. I need to make sure that, um, uh, that the, the, the phrase that I'm going for, that I'm researching it beforehand because like suggested videos and homepages, like you can sort of research suggested videos, but you can't really research a homepage. <laughs> Right. So like with suggested videos, of course, you can go, you know, if there's specific videos that you're trying to get recommended to, um, then you can go and you can at the very least, um, you can go and look and see the other videos that are getting recommended next to them. Keep in mind, some of that is going to be catered directly to how you interact with YouTube. Um, So you might want to look at that under a few different accounts or maybe um, incognito mode and logged in so you can see the difference yourself. Um, But just see the other stuff that's being suggested, how people are titling and things like that there as well. Because in the event that you do end up getting suggested there, you also need to make sure that you can compete with those people as well. But ultimately, if you want to get suggested all over YouTube, you want your channel to like rock and your videos to get a lot of traffic, best thing to do is make, uh, you know, part of getting people to click on your thumbnails and titles is thinking of where it is that they're seeing your content and what it is that you're targeting. So the number one is getting people to click more. And then two, of course, getting people to watch your video for as long as possible so that whichever one of the features that you're targeting, you actually do get in those places. And then you stay there once you're there because you're able to keep people watching. That's a very long answer. So I hope, <laughs> I hope that you're, I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, hope that served the, uh, the, the question that you were uh, asking. Super um, let's see here. Um, Gemini Gaming YouTube says, how much YouTube experience do you have and how many successful channels do you have? Um, so me personally, I have tons of YouTube experience. Um, I've worked with a ton of other content creators one-on-one on their channels. I've done tons of channel reviews, things like that as well. Um, and then of course on my channel, um, this is the main channel that I focus on. I have another channel as well. When I was first starting YouTube, um, that one has like 15,000 subscribers on it, still gets you know more subscribers every month and still you know gets you know views every day and all that stuff. Um, following the same best practices that I talk about here. Um, however, um, this for me personally, like this is my, you know, this is my main, my main channel. Um, let's see here. Heather Carlisle. Oh, no. ASMR Dream More says, Hey Nick, I was waiting for you to say that next week I'm on vacation. So not going to join the stream. So sad. Um, can you please make an exception? I really need it. Um, so I, I can't hear, but, um, but maybe I can inside of the, inside of the group. So, um, um, just rejoin that and then uh, maybe I can do it there or maybe I can do it. Just remind me sometime between now and next week. And, um, and then maybe I can just do it and then I can just let you know that I did it so that you can, um, so you can find it in here. Super chat. 
and, but, but just as a heads up, like when I do those, it's just like a, Hey, I'm looking at your channel page and I'm just kind of sharing what I can see, like based on your channel page, I'm not like going into stats or anything like that. Um, it's basically just like looking, giving it like an, giving it a once over, uh, is, is what I do when I do this. Super chat. When I do them here on the stream. Um, Heather Carlisle says, um, a lot of people mentioned getting a mentor. How do you find without breaking the bank? Um, I saw one offering it for over $3,000. So, um, the thing is that Heather, that you have to keep in mind is like for people that know what they're doing, um, like they, like they have to charge a premium for it because there's a lot of people that are reaching out to them for that service, right? So because of that, I know that it's, um, that it's really difficult to find people, but you can. Um, uh, what I would recommend if you're looking for somebody to like really like walk you through the process, um, I would recommend courses. I would also recommend um, um, like, like Brian G. Johnson, for example, he has a course. And in addition to that course, he has a like group thing that he does. Um, Roberto Blake, who's actually in this chat somewhere right now, as long as he's still watching, he also has his awesome creator Academy. It's more of a group environment. So it's not one-on-one, -on -one, but it's still like a group environment. Um, our uh, members only uh, area here for our membership, same exact thing here to where, you know, I'm not digging into stats and things like that for you, um, for your stats. But one thing that I do do is I answer like tons of questions in there based on the things that people are trying to solve at that point in time. Um, so even there, you know, you'd be able to get value out of that as well. Um, but when it comes to finding like a mentor, somebody to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, um, for the people that are like, you know, that are, that are very experienced, um, you're probably going to pay, you know, a, a, a nice amount of money for them, a fair, I should say a fair amount of money. Um, but there are other people that do also offer those services as well. So I know, um, for example, like, uh, yeah, I'm going through the super chats, uh, now Doug, but I, I know, for example, like, um, uh, like Daniel Batal. Um, he is, you know, cause he's, you know, he does a lot of consulting, but he, um, like, it's not like the main thing that he does. So because of that, you know, he's able to give people a break on the, uh, on the pricing for it. So you might want to, uh, contact him as well. If you're looking for more, you know, like one-on-one -on -one type stuff. Um, but with him, I don't think that he does like monthly packages or like long-term contracts. Um, but I think that he, you know, that he at least does like sessions to where he can do it, but you know, he's got it on his website. If you go to danielbatal.com, um, then that will get you taken care of, uh, that'll get you taken care of there. Super chat. Um, just for Joyce says, thanks for the solid answer. My pleasure. Glad that you uh, enjoyed that. Now I'm refreshing the page because there are some other ones that came in. All right. Um, let me keep going through these. Super chat. So Eugene, thank you for yours as well. Super Love chat. Audio Production says, um, question in form, but just want to ask why you think it takes so long for my live stream replays to publish? I, I trim and put in screens on as soon as it's ready. Um, so basically when it's ready, then in that situation, like you could technically publish it then and then make your edits while it's still live. And then once the edits get complete and um, once that processing is finished, then it will kind of overwrite the one that's there live already. So if you want to get it up quick, then just make it live. Um, but if you are like, you know, hey, I could do this thing in the front that I need to cut out so it's not really realistic, um, then in that case, you just kind of have to wait it out. So unfortunately, when it comes to things like this to where it's on YouTube side, um, to where they're having to process stuff or they're having to approve stuff or whatever it happens to be, um, unfortunately, you know, because they have so many creators on the platform and so many people uploading videos um you know sometimes it can take a while super chat 
Um, Estelaine says that my watch time has been decreasing. Um, what could cause that? So your watch time decreasing can come from, you know, people not watching your content as long, um, from you not publishing that much. Um, it can also come from, like, let's say that you were in a good um, suggested position next to like a few good videos, and then somebody made a video similar to yours, and it ended up getting a better response there. Then in that case, it bumps you out of those, you know, prime positions that you're pulling viewers from. And because of that, you know, it causes a negative effect to kind of ripple through the channel because you're not getting those new viewers coming in who are not watching, you know, not getting suggested your old content. They're also not, um, you know, watching more videos on your channel, things like that. Um, so that sort of thing can cause your watch time uh, to decrease. And then of course, you know, if you actually delete videos or you unlist them, then that'll cause your watch time uh, to, de to decrease as well. Hey, Roberto is in the chat. Um, so just as a heads up, um, let's see here, Heather. So Roberto is in the chat. So if you are interested in that group thing, um, the, uh, the awesome creator Academy, um, you can definitely, uh, just contact Roberto, just go to his channel or <laughs> she's ASMR dream more says I'm killer. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, Roberto is in the chat. So if you want to hit him up or just go to, just go to robertoblake.com. Um, and then, you know, you can find him, uh, that way also. Super chat. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we've got Gemini Gaming says, what is the critical period after uploading a video? So just as a heads up, so a lot of people think that, you know, the only thing that matters is like right after you upload a video. But in reality, what matters is YouTube just getting enough information for your video to know who the right people is to put it in front of. So like some people will publish videos and they won't do that great initially, but they end up doing great long term um, just because YouTube finds that right audience for them or maybe they're targeting search or something like that. And because of that, their videos get put in a good spot that ends up driving a lot of traffic over time. So depending on what it is that you're doing is going to, of course, be dependent on, you know, how important that view velocity is when you first publish your video. Now, with that said, if you are, um, if you are like really, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm really trying to get as many views as possible, like you wanna try to do that um, as fast as humanly possible. So the more data that you can give YouTube right after you publish your video, um, the, the better off you're gonna be. So that first like 24 to 48 hours is critical. And then of course, after that, then it falls to seven. You can even watch it happen in your stats, right? Then it falls to seven. And then of course, after that, you have 28 days and you know, all of that. So, um, so when it comes to the critical period, like right after you publish, if you're trying to get as many views as possible, that 24 to 48 hour, hour period, um, you wanna just give YouTube as much data as possible so they know where to put the content. Um, in addition to that, Again, it's just important to remember that, you know, if a video doesn't do well out of the gate, doesn't mean that it's not gonna do well. It just means that right out of the gate, it just was, they just, you know, you didn't get enough people clicking on it or they just didn't watch your video long enough or YouTube put it in front of the wrong people um, and they didn't respond to it, you know, like you had hoped or like their system had hoped. And because of that, it caused your video not to do well there, but it ends up, you know, ranking in search somewhere later or getting suggested next to another video later. And then you start pulling views from that. I actually have a whole series of videos on my channel, tanked completely tanked, like rock bottom, like they, they didn't have the like, you know, how many out of 10 on here, but uh, like at that time when I was publishing those, but with those particular videos, um, those became a primary driver of traffic to my channel for a period of time. They're not anymore, but they, they were for a period of time. Those videos, when I first published them, tanked. And by tanked, if there was like a, you know, hey, these are your top 10 videos or the videos, how your last 10 videos have done compared to each other, those would have been like a 20. They wouldn't have even been on the list, even though it's impossible not to be on that list, right? They, they were so bad. They did so bad that I was like, I'm not even going to do this series anymore because these videos, you know, people just aren't digging these. And then they later came back, like 90 days later, they came back and ended up being the primary traffic drivers of uh, my channel for probably, I don't know, a good like six months, maybe, maybe a year. Um, let's see here. Super chat. Next up, we've got the couple that could. 
It's nice and positive. I like that. Says, um, do you do do you have any advice for channels that make reactions to other videos? I do. And um, the the first piece of advice is, unfortunately, you're always running a risk. So in terms of sustainability, um, I would definitely make sure that um, that you are aware that you are running the risk of getting, you know, possible copyright issues and things like that, um, because those things do happen on a regular basis. You might have had that happen already, um, but eventually you're going to have to start dealing with that thing like on a regular basis, because if you deem it fair use or not, other people are still going to come in and they're going to, uh, you know, have, uh, they're going to, you know, issue strikes against you because, you know, they're going to feel that you used it improperly or whatever. So because of that, you know, be willing to fight in terms of, you know, be willing to actually go to court over the content that you are putting out. Um, but the next thing that I have is that, you know, I would make sure that if you are making that type of content, you're like, yeah, this is what I'm going for, um, trends. So basically anything that's trending, as fast as you can make a video about it, reacting to it, the better. Um, same exact thing goes like if you're reacting to music videos, if you know a music video is going on, I would follow every blog, website, everything that talks about music in that situation. And as soon as you get word that, hey, this person's gonna be putting out a video or putting out a song, find out when, find out, you know, so that you're prepared. So that the second they drop it, then you can go and you can watch it and then you can, you know, hopefully capitalize on some of the traffic from the trend there. But basically what you wanna do in that situation if you're doing reaction videos is you wanna use Google Trends for pretty much all the decisions that you're making with your content. You don't wanna just randomly pick content. You wanna say, okay, I'm gonna to go to Google Trends and I'm going to look and I'm gonna see you know, how interested people are um, in that particular topic right now. And if it's growing, if it's declining, and you wanna make sure that you're catching it on the upswing and that you're making content on the stuff that is rising, not stuff, that is, uh, not stuff that's on the decline, if you're doing reaction type content. ASMR dream more, sorry. <laughs> oh, I just saw it again. So I was like, yeah, sorry. Super Travis MVP in the house saying looking good today. Nick, what camera are you using for this setup? I am using a Canon M50 with a, what's the lens name on this? It's like a Rokinon lens and it is a 12 millimeter 1.2. Um, for the aperture on this. Um, so of course, depending on you know how I spin it around will change how blurry the background is. Um, but this one, it's a little bit even, but with the background being just a little bit you know blurred. But uh, yeah, so it's a Canon M50 that I'm using, running it through my uh, computer. Nice to see you here. MVP is actually, you know, in our world, he's Travis MVP, not MCP. So I just wanna make that clear, you know, really quick. Super chat. Danielle in the house from Tube Spanner, which I mentioned earlier, says, uh, listen to Nick's advice and take notes. Following his advice is a huge part of the reason my new channel is growing so quickly. Yeah, so she's she just started her channel like, uh, yeah, I don't know, within like a month or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, she's already, like she's been like uh, monetized already and she's already got, uh, what are you up to now? I'm just curious. Yeah, she's up to 3.75, 3,750 subscribers-ish, like right now. Uh, so yeah, a little bit over a month uh, on her channel. So yeah, she's uh, she's off to a uh, an awesome start. And Tube Spanner also is the thing that I mentioned earlier in terms of like helping you with scripts and your workflow and things like that. So um, so if you're not familiar with that, you definitely want to click on her channel name, go over to her channel and check that out because it's a tool that she built um, for content creators to help you with your with your workflow and answering comments and coming up with like trending video ideas and that sort of thing. 
Gemini Gaming YT says that your channel is so helpful, but do you have a channel based specifically on gaming? Um, I don't have a channel based on uh, based on gaming, but there are channels out there. Um, like if you look at, um, I think Gaming Careers is the name of the channel. Um, his is, is focused on gaming specifically. Um, so you definitely um, should be following him if you're a gamer. He needs to be part of the channels that you watch because he talks about things that are, you know, strictly for gamers. Um, if, if, there's others out there, but I can't think of the names off the top of my head. Um, so if you happen to know, you know, another one, feel free to mention them here. Um, but uh, but yeah, so gaming careers is a is a really good one. Um, but for the other ones that are focused on gaming, I know like like um, like Harris, he focuses on Twitch gaming, not necessarily YouTube, um, but he just does Twitch, which is primarily gamers. Um, so you might want to check uh, you might want to check out his stuff as well. Super chat. Super RV chat. Adventure Couple says my stats for the last 28 days. Thanks for the super chat, by the way. Says my stats for the last 28 days. Views are um, 10,000. Watch time 555 in one hour. Um, subs are plus 36. Only 1.4% of viewers are from subscribers. So my question is, I seem to be getting decent views, but how can I convert non-subs into subs? So basically, just as a heads up, so like when your channel's growing, um, and especially if it's growing rapidly, then then you'll typically you'll always see that you actually have a, a, a stronger non-subscriber base viewing your videos than you do the subscriber base. That's what's actually causing that to happen. Um, but the fact that you're not having a lot of people subscribe after like 10,000 views um, means that what it is that you're that you're making, even though they're clicking on it, even though they're watching it, um, they are just not getting the value out of it that you're hoping. Um, but it could be that you're also making really good content and you're just not reminding them to subscribe. So one thing that that you have to consider is yes, calls to actions, hands down, they, they definitely work 100% of the time to increase your subscriber count. But um, when people are watching content, when you make really good content, when people are watching your content, they're immersed in your content. They're not thinking about, you know, hey, subscribe. Like as YouTubers, we always have the subscribe thing on our mind, um, but it's really important to make sure that you are reminding the people that are watching your videos to subscribe. You might even need, depending on your audience, you might even need, because you're doing the RV and Venture Couple. So I don't know if you're like targeting like a like an older audience or not, but if you are, if you see in your demographics that it's like an older crowd watching your videos, literally, to show them like, you know, when you ask them to subscribe, like at the end of your video or maybe, you know, in the middle or the front, maybe instead of just saying, hey, you know, remind us or, or you know, subscribe for more RV adventure videos, literally show them on your screen how to do it, like why you're saying it, like do a screen recording, drop it in there um, so that you can show them, you know, click this, click this, you know, for the notifications as you're showing them, um, you know, kind of like I have right here as an example. Like in this, you know, you can see right here, you know, I say, this is what you do. And then, you know, you're clicking this button and then you're clicking this button. Um, and also on this as well, if you look at the mobile device, um, you can also see it uh, clicking on the mobile device as well. So the one on the right draws more attention, but the one here on the left on the mobile device, um, this one, you know, also has the same exact thing happening where I'm showing people how to actually click it. Because I know that there's a lot of people that come onto YouTube because they're not YouTubers yet, or they're not, you know, in the sphere of, you know, the whole subscribe thing and all that. Like a lot of people don't even know that that's even an option. So, you know, depending on the type of content that you make, reminding people, um, you know, is definitely something you want to do. Um, and when you are doing that, um, just as a heads up, um, go in your stats, see how long people are typically watching your videos for, and make sure that you're putting it in there um, for the people that, you know, that are getting, at the very least, that you're at least putting a little reminder graphic that like pops up down here, kind of like I use in my videos, that reminds people to subscribe um, just for the sake of doing that before the majority of people leave the video. Um, so of course you wanna do it at the end, those are the most engaged people. But if you're trying to get more people to subscribe, just make sure that you're asking and experiment with how you're asking. So 
one, I have a video actually on how to ask for um, subscribers, or at least I've mentioned it in a handful of videos. I always mention it on live streams. But the idea is when you are asking people to subscribe to your channel, and this applies to everybody, instead of just reminding people to subscribe and saying, you know, hey, subscribe to my channel, instead of, instead of saying, hey, you know, if you like this video, subscribe, be more specific. Let them know exactly what type of content that, you, that you're making and that you're doing on a regular, regular basis so they can know that, hey, this isn't the only video that, that I have like this. That's what you're doing when you're doing that. Is like in your case, you know, hey, you know, for more, um, to follow us on more adventures, make sure you subscribe. Or to learn more about the RV lifestyle, make sure you subscribe. Um, you know, that type of thing. And also try to use positive language more than you use negative language on that. That's just like a sales thing in general. But like remember to subscribe is better than don't forget to subscribe also. I I've actually, I actually tested that for a while on my channel uh, as well, <laughs> just to confirm that it also works on YouTube. Um, but that isn't something that I've repeated on other channels, but that is something just from a sales standpoint that, um, that works. Um, so just as a heads up uh, on that as well. Yeah, I have some of those available at tubertools.com. Uh, Femininity with Mama Gail. I have, you know, some different options over there. Um, if you are looking for that sort of, uh, if you're looking for that sort of thing. Welcome to the Nimenati. Mar J. Lynn, CG, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, welcome to the channel membership. Just as a heads up, make sure that you check the community feed here on YouTube. There's some stuff in there for you. Um, also make sure that next time you're on Facebook, look for Niminati VIP. I need a thing that comes up on my screen that just shows this. But look for Niminati VIP. That is our members only Facebook group. And um, that's where you can like ask questions and you know just interact with, with the other channel members as well. Um, and uh, you know, We'll see you over there. So make sure you fill out everything on the way in because that's how I verify that somebody's uh, that somebody's a member. Because every single time I mention it in the live streams, I'll have a bunch of pending memberships in there. Um, but you know, but I actually verify everyone on the way in to make sure that there's no sneaky people trying to get in there. <laughs> all right, next question we have here on the list because I think that I got um, all the uh, super chats taken care of. So the next questions that we have, oh no 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 no, I didn't mean to hit refresh on that. No 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 no. I accidentally refreshed the live thing, so I hope that didn't just kill my uh, stream. It shouldn't have. Okay, so um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, we do still have some more um, as well, and then I'll get into uh, I'll get into that. So, uh, uh, walk, ride, fly says, "What is a good average view duration?" So, a good average view duration that you want to try to go for if you're making a 10 minute video is at least 50. percent But YouTube says that you want to get to as close as 100 percent as you possibly can, which is a difficult thing to do. But you want to, over time, just keep fine tuning your content, keep fine tuning your content, keep fine tuning your content, um, so that you can get as long as possible. But basically, the idea is you have to be generating more watch time per impression than other videos on the platform, which will then cause YouTube to say, hey, this particular video is giving us exactly what we want. So we're going to keep showing it to, to more people that are the right fit for this particular video because it performs well for the people that are interested in this particular thing. So because of that, one thing that I recommend that you do, one thing that I've always done, you know, like if I work with somebody or whatever, is you go in and you start looking at all the videos that performed, all the videos that didn't perform, and you start in the ones that did kind of mediocre, and you start looking at all the different metrics on them. And then you find like a baseline, like typically videos on my channel, when I publish a video and it gets about this, then it typically performs well. If my click-through rate's this with this many impressions and I have about this much watch time with this many impressions, then the videos typically perform well compared to videos that get you know the opposite of that, then those don't perform well. So find that baseline for your channel and then you're gonna be able to identify you know pretty soon if a video is gonna end up doing well uh, or not on your channel after you publish. Super chat. Gemini Gaming YT says, if I make eight videos a week and one charity stream weekly, best way to make money. I think YouTube ads is great 
considering the number of videos I upload. Um, so it depends on how much money you're wanting to make. If you're wanting to make, you know, like I'm not sure here, I'm just gonna look really quick and see what kind of view counts you're getting. Okay, so right now, ads is not a great way for you to make money. Um, so with the amount of uh, with the amount of um, videos that you have on your channel, um, you're not getting a lot of monthly views, and because of that, it is going to be difficult for you for to make pretty much any. Like you don't even have a thousand views on the channel yet, which is fine because you're just getting started. You've only been on here for like two months, um, but the thing that I'm trying to express is that it's important to think. Okay. Once I get like monetized, I'm still going to need, like I need to just hit the monetization requirements first. But even after I get monetized, I still need to be getting enough views to make, um, to make you know, like any amount of money that I'm bringing in from this, like worthwhile. Now keep in mind, you know, like a hundred bucks might be worthwhile, you know, depending on, you know, what it is that you're, that you're doing or how old you are, or what, you know, your life circumstances are. A hundred bucks might be like, sweet, you know, all I have to do is upload eight videos a week and I get an extra hundred bucks, I'm in, right? Um, for other people, you know, that might not be, you know, that fantastic. So depending on, you know, on you, um, by the time you get monetized on your channel, you'll hopefully have enough going on um, that you'll be able to clear, you know, at least, you know, a couple hundred bucks, but hopefully you get those view counts up uh, as well. So you can generate a lot more. Um, but with your type of content, because you're doing gaming content, the things that you're going to be mainly leaning on in your case is ad revenue, merch, um, and any type of like sponsorships that you can work out, possibly affiliate stuff for um, uh, affiliate marketing for any of the equipment that you use for your games. Like if you're using like stream decks or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're using for your streams, you know, um, affiliate links for that kind of stuff um, is also another thing that you can use uh, to generate. Moolah, moolah, money, money from your, uh, from your, uh, from your streams. So here's what I did. So I had this, I had the, my live page and I accidentally refreshed that one. And when I refresh that one, now it's just in like a continual loading thing and it's just not stopping. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, well, at least the chat didn't stop. I don't think. Hey, Mick, what's up, dude? Nice to see you in here. Ah, there we go. It's back. Okay. Nice to see you in here, my man. Hope that you are doing well. Okay. So now we are going to get back into the uh, form here and answer the questions that we have here. And real quick, I just want to say, if you are just joining us, what we're doing is we're answering your YouTube questions. I have a form down in the description below that I'm pulling these from. Um, and um, I also want to let you know that even if I'm not answering your questions specifically, as I'm going through all these different questions that come in the super chats and that come through the form, um, like there's a lot of just really good questions that people ask that allows me to share information that might help you with your YouTube channel. So because of that, feel free to hang out, feel free to, you know, do something else, listen to this in the background, whatever. Um, and um, also feel free to interact with the other people that are hanging out here in the stream as well. We're all content creators here. We all do the YouTube thing. So because of that, you know, we're your people. So, you know, feel free to interact with people. But one thing that we do not tolerate under any circumstance here is any form of like sub for sub behavior. We do not tolerate that. Um, and we also do not tolerate any type of like negative hate trolley type of stuff um, either. So just be cool and, um, you know, feel free to, you know, interact with your chat. If you're new here, just give me a hashtag new just so I know that, you know, it's your first time um, hanging out here uh, in the streams because I like to, uh, yeah, I like to see when we got some some noobs hanging out uh, hanging out in the stream. So um, the next one that we have here on the list, we already answered one from him, so we'll skip along. Is from Love Audio Production. Love Audio Production says that they upload one time per week or more. Okay, so we've got some new people in here. We got Finding Uno, Finding Ono. Sorry about that. Welcome to the stream. We've got Ruby LaRouge. Welcome to the stream as well. Um, back to the tropics. Topics. Back to the topics. Welcome to the stream. RV Adventure Couple. Welcome to the stream for you as well. We got some people in here like I'm old. 
Rams World, new as well. Okay, cool. We got, yeah, we got uh, a nice amount of new people in here. The Hype John, what's up? Welcome to the stream. I'll be Gamer, welcome to the stream as well. Okay, very cool. Nice. Love it. So um, I also want to let you know that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy as well, the number one browser plugin for YouTube content creators. You can install TubeBuddy free at uh, TubeBuddy.com slash Nim and see what TubeBuddy can do for you. You'll want to upgrade, but you can also use it for free um, as well. So um, this one here from Love Audio Production. Um, the question is, I talk about audio production mainly for beginners and the goal of the channel is to grow the channel and ultimately my business. Um, the question is, I wanna give value, but also to generate um, inquiries in what I do, ultimately voiceovers, jingles, et cetera, to DJs and radio stations. Any tips on how to do that would be gratefully um, appreciated. So a few things that you can do. So Mike Russell, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, but he's a friend of mine. Um, and um, one of the things that he does to show his expertise and to, to, to basically demonstrate his expertise is um, is him and his wife, Isabella, will actually do um, like covers and voiceovers and jingles and things like that live. So they do a live stream every Friday. Um, and with their live stream, uh, what they do is they uh, is they will take super chats for jingles and then they'll just make jingles right there on the fly, proving that, you know, hey, this isn't something we have to sit down and figure out over the course of, you know, a day trying to figure out how to make this work. Like we can just do these on the fly because we're so good at it. Um, so that type of thing is great. Um, also thinking of the topics that you are making videos about. So in your particular case, if you're doing content that is, for the purpose of driving business to like voiceovers and jingles and things like that. Um, one thing that you could do is targeting radio stations is gonna be difficult unless you're actually running ads on on stuff that you know the people at the station would be watching. Um, but when it comes to the type of content, one of the things that Mike does, and he's a great example because he actually offers that same exact service and, and he drives people to his website from it. But what Mike does is he actually makes um, audio tutorials, which is probably what you're doing as well. <laughs> you do, because you're talking about audio production. Um, and by doing that, that, that brings a lot of attention to him because of the value that people get from his content. So for example, um, before before I actually used Mike, because Mike actually made this, and I'm not ending the stream, but um, but I'm just sharing it uh, sharing it with you. Like Mike made this. Thanks for watching Nimin Live, brought to you by TubeBuddy. Remember to follow us on your. But he made that. And um, before I had him make that, um, uh, you know, like I watched his content and you know, like I got to know him a little bit and things like that. But if it wasn't for his YouTube channel, I would have never, I would have never ran across him. Even though I know how to put stuff like that together, even though like I'm, I'm familiar with, you know, audition enough to where I can stumble through it in order to, you know, put something like that together. Um, knowing the quality of service that he has, knowing that he offers that service and me thinking, I'm just gonna pay for this instead of spending the time to do it, um, is where that sale actually took place. Same exact thing goes for my podcast. So I've been editing my podcast recently because I'm working on how it actually sounds. Um, but typically they edit my podcast for me as well. I still have a bunch of credits over there um, and I'll get more, but basically they edit my podcast as well. And none of that would have happened if it wasn't for his uh, YouTube channel. So just letting you know that it's effective. And I know a bunch of other people that have found him that way as well. So uploading that content for the people that are like, okay, I need to figure this out because I have to do this. Oh, they offer this as a service. I'll just pay them to do it instead because it'll just be easier. That's um, that's how you would actually do that. And of course, you got to make sure that you have a website that you're driving people to, to where you're actually offering the services. You have samples, you know, that kind of stuff as well. You definitely want to make sure that you're doing that, uh, that you're doing that also. All right. So, um, Archer7 says, what do you mean uh, how long I need to make some other game videos and when I can expect growing? And is it a good idea? My English is not perfect. So 
I don't fully understand your question there, Archer7. So you're saying um, how long I need to make some other game videos and when I expect growing. So when it comes to um, expecting growth on your YouTube channel, it really comes down to the content. Like it comes down to the content. Like every channel doesn't grow at the same rate. So it comes down to how people respond to your content and how fast you can get people to start responding to your content. Like that's what that's that's what's going to make the difference on on your your channel and how fast it grows or not. Welcome to the Nimanati. ATE Manning in Japan, Manang in Japan, um, in JPN. I'm assuming that's Japan. Welcome to the channel membership. Welcome to the Nimanati. MV Teen, welcome to the channel membership as well. For both of you, make sure that you check the community tab here on YouTube. Also, next time you're on Facebook, look for Nimanati VIP. That is our members only Facebook group over there. Make sure you fill out all the questions on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a channel member. Super chat. Gemini Gaming YouTube says, do you honestly believe your playlist would be enough for me to grow my channel? Not trying to put you on the spot. Your vids actually help me without question. Yeah, the, the videos on my channel, like if you take the time to go through the content on my channel, you'll learn pretty much everything that you need to like really get some like serious momentum here on YouTube. So without question, um, in terms of how it's all organized, that's not organized that great because I, I basically base my content on the things that I notice are important to the community like at the time based on the questions that I get from here and the comments and things like that. Um, and then I also make the content based on, you know, like things that I need to make content on for the channel based on the things that I know work. Um, and then I also need to make content based on things that I need to bring attention to as well. Um, so all of those things are all a factor in the content that I put in, which makes the organization kind of all over the place. But without question, hands down, if you watch the content, you take notes on all of the things that I talk about and you apply them to your YouTube channel and you continually apply them to your YouTube channel without question, hands down. Oh, and you have to look at your stuff objectively and don't think that you know it all and don't think that your content is awesome because we all think that the content that we're making is great because we make it and we're biased to it. So look at your content objectively, take the information that you learn from the videos on the channel and apply it to what it is that you're doing. And without question, it will improve your YouTube channel and your channel will grow. Super chat. Are sponsorships and affiliate marketing the same, says Gemini Gaming. Absolutely, they are not. I have a video on that one too. See? See? I have a video on that one too. So when it comes to sponsorships and affiliate marketing, they're two totally different things. And sponsorships are basically when um, somebody pays you or gives you something in exchange for making content for um, to bring attention to what it is that they have. Um, the, um, uh, the affiliate side is to where you only get paid based on the amount of people that click on a link or the amount of people that click on a link and convert into a sale. So they're two totally different things. Now, what some um, companies will do is they will actually try to make you think that they're going to sponsor you. Through, like they'll send you an email and they'll be like, hey, you know, we wanna sponsor your channel, but then all they're really doing is they're trying to get you to promote their channel as an affiliate. And when you get those emails, just laugh at them. And you don't, I, I'm not saying like reply to the email and laugh, but just laugh and just close it unless it's a really good fit for your audience. And the reason that you should just laugh and close it is because instead of promoting their thing, you should actually look and see the things that would be a great fit for the people that you're making content for and promote those things instead. So, you know, because of that, you know, you want to make sure that you're promoting the things that um, that are a good fit for your audience and that are awesome for you and that you that you enjoy and not promote something just because somebody sent you an email about it because that's not a sponsorship. Super chat. Tinkerman Mix says Nick's advice 100% works. Absolutely, it does. Super Gemini chat. Gaming says, as well as a creator, I'm a viewer. Um, when making content, um, I like slow growth or not. 
Well, if you are making content that you like and it's in addition to the type of content that people like from you, then then that's a win. Um, if you are making gaming content and then all of a sudden you start making content about shoes because you like, you know, you like high tops or you like a certain type of shoe and you're like, hey, I'm also gonna do shoe reviews on this channel, then in that case, you're massively dividing your audience and therefore you shouldn't do that. Um, so because of that, you just have to think, who is it I'm making content for? What is it they care about the most? And that's the stuff I'm gonna make my, my channel around. Shark Scrapper. Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure that you check the, uh, the community feed here on YouTube to make sure that uh, you get the stuff that's in there for you there. And also make sure that next time you're on Facebook that you look for Niminati VIP. That is our uh, Facebook group. Fill out all the questions on the way in because uh, that is how I verify that you are a channel member. Because there'll be a lot of people, not a lot, but there'll be some people from the chat that'll go and they'll try to get in there anyway. Mm. All right. So uh, next up that we have here, pulling this from the form, is um, it will be um, Attract Today. Oh, it's uh, Insane McLean. Okay. Attract Today is the name of the channel. And um, it's a um, law of attraction channel. And the goal is to teach people about my passion and help others better understand it. And the question is, there are a lot of law of attraction channels out there, so I'm trying to be even more creative on the attention grabber part of my videos. My question is, I will not always be showing my face in these videos. Um, what screen recorder do you recommend? And would you happen to know where people go or where people get these small video clips that they stick in their videos that is clearly not the creator of the video, but just them narrating it with a voiceover? So some things that you need to consider um, when you're taking that approach is one, um, you can use Camtasia as a screen recorder. It's awesome. Um, there's some free ones too, like there's some web browser based ones. Um, also, I don't know the names off the top of my head, but I have videos on them. Like if there's a video that I have about Chrome extensions, if you just do nickname and Chrome extensions, it'll pop up if you look for that in search. Um, but there's a free video or a free screen recorder in there as well. But when it comes to um, um, not showing your face and using clips that, uh, that, you know, basically you're using content from other people. When you do that, you are risking your videos getting taken down or getting a uh, strike of some kind or, you know, something like that. And you want to avoid that at all costs if possible. So yes, people do it. Yes, depending on the context of the video and how it's all put together, it can be taken as fair use. So just make sure that if you are using content in that way that you have a very deep understanding of, of the fair use rules so that you can make sure that you're so comfortable that it is fair use that you're willing to base like going to trial over it. And as long as you're that confident, then you know go ahead and, and take that approach. If you're not that confident and you're like, eh, then I wouldn't take that approach. Um, but for the people that do do that typically they'll just find those videos you know on the internet somewhere um and then they'll just take them and they'll crop them down some people rip them from dvds and that kind of stuff so um, i don't recommend that you do that um it's actually um if you're not downloading your own videos and you're not just actually pulling them into the app for the case of offline viewing downloading videos from youtube without permission um is actually you know circumventing their features and using websites to do it um is actually against their terms of service so that's something that you want to try to uh try to avoid as well. Probably not the answer you were looking for in that situation, but hopefully that, uh, hopefully that helped. Um, next up on our list, we've got Travis Logan T. Travis Logan T has a music channel and the goal of the channel is to make edits of people's favorite songs to zone out to because it helps pe lower people's anxiety if they're going through a lot. How can I stand out um, if I never actually show my face or express my personality through my videos like other creators do? In your case, it would be your music choices. So one thing just to tell you, you're in that same boat if you're mixing together, um, if you're mixing um, together people's 
um, uh, other people's music so that people can zone out to it and you're basically putting playlists together. Um, in that case, you're also running that same exact risk because you are using other people's content in order to make content, right? And because of that, you're running the risk of getting copyright strikes or at least getting the ad revenue claimed if you're in the partner program or possibly not even being allowed into the partner program because you're using other people's content, which is also something that I forgot to mention to you at Insane McLean, um, is that you, know, you could actually prevent yourself from getting monetized depending on your approach with that. Um, so just keep that in mind. And you know, you don't have to show your face to, you know, for people to express your personality. Um, but it definitely helps. So because of that, just something to consider, but you know, plenty of channels, you know, do great on YouTube without showing their face. So for me, um, like, uh, 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 what's it called? Trap, uh, trap nation. Um, for me, they stand out to me because their music choices align with the stuff that I like to listen to most of the time. So for me, like if I'm wanting to listen to like trap music or trap beats or something, then in that case, I'll go to, uh, I'll go to like Trap Nation. And the only reason I go to them is because I happen to run across one of their videos and I'm like, yeah, I like their choices here. Um, so then I started listening to them on a regular basis, started listening to the longer form content where they mix a bunch of stuff together um, and their playlists to where they take me through certain content that I like. Some of it isn't great, but you know, a lot of it, um, a lot of their choices are align well with mine i love listening to trap music love it absolutely love it trap music hip-hop all that it's my it's my jam love it um let's see here next up on our list we've got clayton's cash clayton cash says that they do financial and investing content and um, the goal of the channel is to continue to grow and share my knowledge. If it becomes a gorm of income, then great. But I enjoy making content and I'm putting together, um, put it together so my son, who is now two, can look back at it and help um, him as he gets older. And the question is, what do you feel is the best way to advertise? I don't want to spam my link in similar creators. You do not want to do that. It's against YouTube's terms of service. You can actually lose your channel if you're spamming your channel and other people's comments or if you're leaving the same comment on a bunch of uh, videos on YouTube, that sort of thing. Um, you can actually lose your channel um, by doing that. Um, but I'm not sure how to promote my content professionally. To promote your content professionally, make awesome content, YouTube will take care of the rest. What I mean by that is you have to learn how, and this applies to everybody. If you, like, for, for all the people that are thinking, how do I promote my content? Yes, there is proper ways to promote your content off of YouTube. But the big win is to promote your content on YouTube by having YouTube actually promote your content for you. And the way that you do that is by giving YouTube what it is that they want, which is people clicking on your videos at a high rate, people watching your videos for a acceptable amount of time based on the other options that they have for the type of content that you're making. So because of that, in order to get YouTube to work on your behalf, you have to make content that people respond to. You have to learn to write titles that people click on you, for the different sources that you're going after. You have to make thumbnails that people click on for the different sources that you're going after. And you have to be able to keep people watching your videos. If you can't do those things, then YouTube isn't going to, uh, isn't going to show your content to people because when they do, they don't respond to it compared to other content that they could show them on YouTube that people do respond to. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you, you know, that you're hitting those metrics. Cause if you're not, then your channel's not going to, uh, and your channel's not gonna, not gonna go anywhere. Like you, you can't, like you can't shortcut the YouTube promotion, right? Like you have to give YouTube what the, you have to give their system what it wants and needs in order for their system to start showing you all over the platform. So just because I know that there's probably some of you that were thinking when I was like, yeah, there's a proper way to get people, um, you know, um, to promote your content off platform. Let's talk about that for a second, just because I brought it up. ASMR dream more. So that emoji 
just as a heads up, um, that emoji is from our live stream when my brother's here. When we're doing our typical live stream, um, which is, nope, nope. When we're doing the, um, the typical one, if I can find it here, um, split screen. Yeah, so basically we're in an environment. You can see the environment that Dee's in right here. Um, when we do our normal live stream, we're in our live studio. Um, so right now, why Dee's stuck in Mexico, um, I'm just streaming from home. But as soon as he comes back, um, then we'll be back to streaming in the studio again. But basically um, the emoji is, when we are in the in the live studio from time to time, we have a game that we play um, to where we give away stuff. And we actually have like a spinny wheel. And based on, you know, who wins with that spinny wheel, they can get like tube buddy upgrades. They can get free access to my website, tubertools.com. They can get tube spanner, um, which is still at the top of the screen right now. Um, I think I think we've given away like a nice handful of tube spanner accounts when we were doing that um, and some like discounts, that sort of thing. Um, but basically all types of, you know, things like that we give away. Some of them are channel reviews to where, you know, it's like, hey, Hey, you know, this comes up, you get a channel review. You put, we pull your channel up and we give you some tips based on what it is that we see when the page loads, that kind of stuff. So that's what that uh, emoji is. But when it comes to promoting your content off of YouTube, um, the thing that's important to make sure that you are keeping in mind is that you can hurt yourself when you are promoting your content off of YouTube or you can help yourself when you're promoting your content off of YouTube. You hurt yourself if you are like, let's say you're on Reddit and you are in some of the subreddits to where people are like critiquing videos. A lot of people will use that as a way to get people into their channel. They'll be like, hey, I'm gonna go have somebody critique my video and that means that that when I make this post here, there's gonna be some people that are gonna click on my link, they're gonna go to my video, maybe I'll get a subscriber, I'll at least get a few views. The downside there is if those aren't the right people for your content, then they watch it for a long period of time because they're giving you a review, they genuinely wanna help, and they watch your video for a long period of time, and then YouTube ends up suggesting your next video to them or one of your past library videos to them, they don't click on it, and that hurts your click-through rate. Um, or if they do happen to click on it because they wanna see if you applied any of the changes they told you to make, then they don't watch your video for a long period of time, which then ultimately hurts you as well. And then you scale this out over all the videos that you've done that for, and you're working against yourself because you're putting your videos in front of the wrong people. Now, the right way to share your content is, to, and I have a video coming out about this one too, I think on Wednesday um, or maybe Friday, but basically the, um, the thing with the um, right way to share your content is that you are putting your content in front of the people that would normally be, have your content put in front of them on YouTube anyway, the people that are most interested in the things that you care about. So for example, if you're making cooking content and if there's like a cooking Facebook group where people are sharing recipes and things like that, in that case, your content would probably be a great fit for um, for that cooking channel if you're or that cooking group if you're making cooking recipes because you can share your recipe and then you can say, I actually have a video here also showing you exactly how I put it together. And then they can go and they can click and watch that video. And those people, they care about recipes, they care about the cooking video because they're clicking on it from there. Um, and then they're a good match for what it is that you're doing. That's the right way. But the wrong way is just like randomly sharing your content out, um, you know, by, by uh, you know, trying to get feedback on it and things like that. That's the, that's the wrong approach and it can actually work against you. Last Super Curry chat. says that all my videos were from Mixer streamers. Ooh, that hurts. Um, and um, I'm changing my thumbnails, titles and try to save videos. Should I delete, remake them? Um, content good on all platforms. Um, so saying that your video was from Mixer streamers. So now that Mixer's going down, you're trying to kind of change, you know, how you're like titling those videos and stuff is what I'm getting. Um, so if you're changing those up to save the videos, I definitely wouldn't delete and remake them because as soon as you delete them and remake them, then what you're doing is you're deleting all of that information off of your channel and you don't want to do that. Um, so I would, 
update thumbnails and titles if you want to. Um, but I, I definitely wouldn't delete them. Um, if you're doing like remixes and stuff of like the different streamers and all that stuff, then I would just like move forward with whatever it is that you're going to do now. Um, since they're closing down mixer, um, I would just move forward with whatever it is that you're going to do now, maybe update some of the other content if it's going to be relevant, um, in terms of updating it, like thumbnail and title, but in terms of, you know, deleting it and, and uploading it again, I would not do that. Deo says, what's considered a high CTR? Does it depend on uh, what niche you're in? It depends on what niche you're in. Um, and it also, um, like there's a lot of variables when it comes to your click-through rate, but the most important way to start gauging if your click-through rate is good or not is to figure out on your particular channel, like let's say out of 100,000 impressions, um, the videos that perform well, what is the click-through rate on those? And you also have to figure in as well, like what is the click-through or like um, out of the 100,000 impressions, this is the, the ones that got the higher click-through rate, but does that, like, is that higher click-through rate their actual reason that the video did well? Or did I end up getting an exceptionally amount of, uh, 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 an exceptional amount more watch time on those particular videos? Or did somebody share those videos out more? Or did they get posted on a website somewhere? Like, you have to take in all those variables as, as well. Um, but basically, what you have to do is you have to find the videos that have performed well for you. And you have to start digging into, you know, why they performed well and literally chart it out. So what I recommend that you do, this is what I do, is basically make a spreadsheet. And on that spreadsheet, put in all the things that you're tracking. Um, for some of the information, you can actually export directly out of YouTube, your analytics, um, and then you can sort that way and then add additional fields to it from there. Um, but basically just add a, have a spreadsheet that will help you figure out the averages and what's good and what's bad um, when you're actually tracking the, the performance. Um, one awesome thing about doing it that way is one thing that I do is I actually color code the different fields. So like, um, like you, you'll start to notice over time when you're color coding everything, like um, you'll be like, hey, you know, these are all red. These are like high performers. These are all red. So since these are all like high performers, then in that particular, or, or they're like outliers, right? Is it a red one? Um, so it's like, you know, with the reds, these are all outliers. And then you start noticing like, wow, the videos that are performing really well, they're getting like red or green in all of these metrics. So because of that, I need to, like, if I notice that a video is getting all of these metrics, you know, shortly after I publish, then that means that this video is, you know, typically going to end up performing well. And you can get it to a point to where you, like, it's not always perfect, but you can get an idea to where you can loosely predict videos that are going to have, like, long-term success versus videos that are not going to have long-term success. So uh, so it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing. Um, next question that we have on our list is from Ash Phillips. Ash Phillips says um, they've been on YouTube for less than six months. Um, they have a police channel. They have uh, the goal of the channel is 2,000 subscribers. Says what's a good click-through rate? We just got that one covered. Yeah, so what you want to do is you want to look for a baseline on your channel. So just to give you some reference here, YouTube says that between 2 and 10% is the average across the platform, but they don't tell us the actual click-through or they don't tell us the actual impressions that leads to that 2 and um, two and 10%. So because of that, um, you know, that that that's just kind of like a stab like like it doesn't really doesn't really give us tons of information um but you know they say between two and ten percent is the average across the platform that doesn't consider the niche that doesn't consider anything um it, it's just two and ten percent is, is all that they give us super chat the name that I can't pronounce, thank you for the super chat, says, where does the super chat money go? Um, so YouTube takes a cut of that, and then um, what they don't take the cut of will go to, you know, cameras, microphones, you know, that kind of stuff, um, you know, to continue making content. So, like, I've got a bunch of cameras laying around, i got a bunch of lights, i got a bunch of microphones, computers to, you know, keep making this stuff. That's where it all goes. So next up on the list, we've got, um, let's see here. 
LDK Plus Max um, says they upload every other day. They have a gaming and mapping channel. Says that um, the goal of the channel is to become a big boy. <laughs> and the question is, is it okay to get dislike spammed? No, you don't want to get dislike spammed. I mean, it's it's like, that's kind of like a thing that happens on YouTube. And when it happens to people, it sucks. So when you do notice that, I would definitely hit up Team Twitter on YouTube so that they can make a note of it. Um, but that is something that happens on YouTube and it sucks um, when it happens. But, um, you know, it's not okay. And it's not a good thing when you get dislikes banned. Super chat. Shark Scraper says, I'm so tempted to start a second channel, complete a second completely unrelated channel. Please talk me out of it. Okay. So if you want me to talk you out of it, here goes. So when it comes to running two channels on YouTube, I've also been to the point where I've ran two channels on YouTube. Professor Nez in the house. What's up? High five fist bump to you, my man, for crossing 4,000 subscribers recently. Nice work. So um, when it comes to running two channels on YouTube, um, a couple things you got to think about is you have to think about um, the workload because it is a thing. So if you are going to have multiple channels on YouTube, then one thing that you're definitely gonna need to consider eventually is you are going to, I know ASMR dream more, I'm feeling it. I woke up early today too. Um, but basically you're going to need to um, make sure that that you're either able to hire people to help you or that you're able to fully commit to just doing this all the time. Because what's going to happen, hey, flash in your pan, what's up man, nice to see you. But what's gonna, what's gonna happen, Oh, nice. Yoga Bliss Dance is also um, approaching 10,000 subscribers, hopefully in the next two weeks. High five fist bump. Definitely let us know when you cross that. Nice work. Um, but one thing that um, that you need to... Hold on, let me see the question here. Oh, second channel. Okay, the workload. So basically, um, the situation that I was in, I'll give you a personal story here. The situation that I was in was at the time, I wasn't full-time on YouTube yet. I was running my, um, I was running my design service. I was doing content on a channel that took that particular type of content took a really long time to make the content because I had to research it. It was educational content. I had to research it, understand it enough to basically condense all the information down into like a short form video that would be easy for other people to understand so that they could understand the concepts I was talking about as well. Um, the channel was great. was doing awesome. I absolutely loved making the content, but I couldn't do that channel, this channel, and the design service. Um, so I didn't do this channel for um, about nine months while I was working on that one because of it. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this other channel either because this other channel, um, it just takes too long to make the content and I'm burned out because I'm trying to balance everything and I can't because I really wanna do YouTube, but I also have this other thing that I gotta do. So um, so it made it you know difficult for me and I burned out. So then I came back to this channel because it's just easier content to make. I wasn't doing YouTube tips at the time. Um, I was talking about different things, but the, um, but the thing is that I came back here because it was easier content to make, which allowed me to do that. But once this channel got going, even though it's easier content to make, then it still became a lot to manage. Like this channel, even even though, you know, I upload like a video a week, sometimes two videos a week and then a live stream, like there's a lot going on, like in the back end in terms of like comments, in terms of, you know, the other opportunities that I get to be on like podcasts and things like that. Um, I also have, you know, I got to make the actual content itself. I'm in my stats all the time, making sure that I'm making the right choices when I'm making the content. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the back end. So because of that, when you double that, then you just double your workload and it can take away from what it is that you're doing with the current channel. So let's say that your current channel isn't like picking up any momentum yet. And you're like, hey, I wanna do another channel because maybe that one will do well. It might, like that one might end up doing better. But what you're going to run into is you're going to be taking half of the attention away from the channel that you're originally trying to get moving because you're gonna try to you know, roll the dice on another channel. So 
I'm sure you've heard the analogy of, you know, like you have that magnifying glass and you're trying to catch something on fire. Well, if you keep moving it around, then nothing's going to catch fire. But if you focus it and you just keep it focused on a thing, you got the sunlight going through it and you focus that beam down really, really tight and it's like laser focused on something, then that's how something catches fire. <clears throat> Same exact thing applies to YouTube. Focus is extremely powerful because when you're putting all of your effort into one channel, what you're doing is you at least, you know, to get that one channel going first before you move on. But like, if you put all of your efforts into that one channel, then the communities that you're interacting in off of, off of the, um, you know, like not on YouTube, like when you're in Facebook groups and subreddits and things like that around the type of content that you make, then you're, you're interacting in there all the time for the one channel compared to having to manage a bunch of different groups for two different channels. Um, when you are in your stats and you're applying things that you are learning from how your audience is responding to one channel, then you start applying that to another channel and you're like, wait a minute, it's not working over here because it's a different audience, right? So then you, in that situation, you start applying things here and it's kind of messing this one up. Um, it can help as well, depending on what it is, but, um, but you know, you, you start mixing up everything and it can become, you know, kind of a, kind of a pain. Um, but focus is extremely powerful. So I would definitely make sure that you're focusing on one at least until you get some like nice solid momentum on the channel. Um, so that you can be like, yeah, this is working. I know what I'm doing. I know my audience. I know how to get them to respond to stuff. Like when you get to that point, that's when you should start thinking about another channel and not a second before you get to that point, because you need to focus on getting that one thing rolling. In my opinion, you need to focus on getting that one thing rolling good before you even consider um, trying to, uh, trying to, to, to launch another one. So hopefully that prevented you from that second channel since that was what you wanted. Super chat. <laughs> Zay Official says, Nick, I'm a gaming channel. I need assistance increasing click-through rate. Someone told me it's my thumbnails. Yeah, so your click-through rate comes down to your thumbnails and your titles. So they work together as a team. You know, they're bros trying to, you know, trying to work together to get that click. Um, so you need to um, think of your thumbnails and your titles and how you're packaging your content and how easy it is for somebody to, one, identify that your content is for them and two, for them to identify what your content is actually about. Um, if you can do both of those things, then you're going to increase your click-through rate. Now, um, you also need to think about how you're actually putting your thumbnails together. Same with your titles. You need to make sure that you are directly targeting people or a subject with your um, titles instead of just making, like as an example, like if you're doing um, a gaming channel, which you are, and you're making titles that are like, I can't believe this happened. Nobody cares. Right. If you have a really big channel already and you might, I don't know, but if you have like a really big channel already, then in that situation, then you have a core audience that might care. So when they do see that thumbnail and they see that um, title, then for them, it might make sense to where they come in and they click on it and give YouTube the data it needs to show it to more people. But if you're like a newer content creator and you don't have a, a following yet of people that that would just click on any random video that you pushed out, then in that situation, you want to avoid doing things like that um, because you're not giving any context to anything um, and you are working against your in that situation. So you wanna really sit back and look at your content objectively from the outside. And as a content creator, you know what's on, you know what's under the hood. You know once they click that video, you know what they're going to get. But from the outside, they don't know. So in order to increase your click-through rate on your on your thumbnails and your titles, what you need to do is you need to just sit back and you need to look at your thumbnail and title combination and think, if this was presented to me on YouTube, what does this tell me about about this video? Who does this tell me that this video is for? Right. And when you can start defining those things, 
with your with your titles and your thumbnails when you're putting them together, once you start being able to define those things easily, then in that situation, then that's also going to help you. Um, you also wanna make sure in your thumbnails that you're testing things. Like you wanna make sure that you're testing different colors. You wanna make sure that you're testing faces versus non-faces. You wanna make sure that you're testing zoomed in versus zoomed out, cluttered versus non-cluttered, um, that sort of thing with your thumbnails as well. But just keep testing. Keep testing, keep testing. But another thing to keep in mind when it comes to your uh, click-through rate is your topic is also a part of your click-through rate as well. So for example, like um, let's say my channel, because you watch my channel. Like if I do a video about live streaming, topically, there's not um, as many live streamers on my channel that are subscribed to my content that care when I publish those videos at first. However, there's enough live streamers that are subscribed to my channel that over time um, that YouTube identifies, hey, these people have interacted with the channel, they're into live streaming content, Nick just put out a live streaming video, let's show it to them, or you know, it's in the backlog, whatever. But because of that, topically, I'm kind of limited when I do live streaming content based or compared to just general YouTube content because like YouTube growth tips, that applies to everybody on the platform regardless of the content. It applies to everybody on the platform to, to, regardless of the size of your channel. So because of that, um, you know, it applies to like the entire base. Whereas like the live streaming content, there's kind of like a cap on that for the initial exposure that I get on that particular video, um, which ends up, you know, ultimately initially hurting the click-through rate and all that stuff on those initial videos. And people can into support because they're like, hey, Nick just published a video. He puts out great content. So I'm going to watch this just so I can support. I'm going to click on it so I can go and support, uh, you know, Nick for publishing this video. But then they don't watch it because it's not content that they care about, which ultimately ends up hurting um, that the, the performance of that video. They always do fine on the back end, but initially it ends up hurting. But topically, um, that's another important part of your click through rate as well. So it's the topic that you choose. And it's also making sure that it's crystal clear who the video is for and what the video is about and why they should click on it um, when it comes to, you know, getting your click through up so hopefully that uh answered your question super chat mike phillips in the house what's up dude nice to see you says uh good morning i missed my m&ms on saturday is not sponsored also drink water i didn't see andrew here happy saturday nick yeah i will grab super some water chat. we've got like some people in the chat like concerned i've gotten like water requests and hey nick you need to drink coffee my energy must be like way down right now it's what i get for getting up early on a stream day by the way if you're new here this stream is sponsored by TubeBuddy, the number one browser plugin for YouTube content creators. It'll help you grow your channel, um, help you optimize your videos for search and for suggested, help you topically find the right videos to make content on. Um, they have an SEO studio in there now to where you can actually kind of trains you on how to optimize your videos for search, which is pretty awesome. They can help you like test your thumbnails to where you can upload two different thumbnails and they'll swap them back and forth and they'll let you know which one's the most effective, um, which, is, which is pretty pretty awesome. But you can install TubeBuddy free um, at uh, TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin, um, right down there at the bottom. Um, or you can just go to TubeBuddy.com, like whichever. So if you, if you do it through the link, then I get a commission. But if you just go straight to their site, I won't. But it's okay. I just want you to install it. Like if I get a commission or not, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, of course it matters. I want the commission. But I'm just saying, like, if you choose not to, it's totally cool. Okay. So um, I just drank some coffee. I might even pour some water in here. I'm actually going to just finish this up. Not finish it, but I'll get it close. There we go. All right. So next question that we have on the list is from ASMR Dream More says it makes her thirsty. Oh, yeah, go grab a coffee. Grab a coffee, grab some water. You know, you can drink, uh, you can drink one too. <laughs> 
Blazing Flare Art says, does Nick do channel audits? Um, I'm actually not doing channel audits um, today during the stream, and I'm actually not offering that as a service at this point in time either. Um, once I get the course out, and once that's you know a, a finely oiled machine, so to speak, and then I have um, two more web projects that I'm working on that I need to get done as well, um, just more stuff you know for the community. And as I get all that stuff done, then I'll start doing more consulting again and more you know channel reviews and that sort of thing. But at this at this point in time, I'm paused on it. Frankie Patterson says, hey, Nick, how did you grow your channel? So I grew my channel by following all of the stuff that I tell you to do. That's how I grew my channel. Super chat. PDG Gaming says um, they have been on YouTube less than six months. They upload daily content. It's a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain people. Question is, on my YouTube studios, when I look at who's subscribed and, it, and, and who isn't, it says 50% subscribed, 48% not subscribed, and 2% other. What is other? Um, I'm not sure. Um, when you, I've only seen subscribed and not subscribed. I've never seen other, so I'm not sure. Don't know that one. Sorry. Yeah, this is, uh, this is coffee. Yeah. So smash play is like, Hey, is this coffee or bourbon or water or what? Yeah, this is coffee. And then I've got water here that I'll pour into it once the, uh, coffee's done. And then I've got the bourbon right over here that I'll pour in once the water runs out. So, uh, that's, that's how I'm, that's how we're rolling tonight. I'm just kidding. It's not bourbon. Don't want to, don't want to put the wrong impression out there for any kids watching the stream. <laughs> uh, okay. So next question that we have is from Goofy Buzzman. Goofy Buzzman says that they do their stuff on an iPad. It's music and film. Goal of the channel is as I want to. And um, what would you rate my channel? So I'll just skip that one because I'm not looking at the channels. Um, Sir Wolf TV says that they do weekly vlogs. The goal is to grow my channel to over 500,000 subscribers and turn it into a business. And is it a good idea? The question is, is it a good idea to have a weekly vlog channel where you also do reactions to certain videos? They get more views, but I really want to focus on vlogging, but I need an audience first. So here's what you're doing is um, when you are doing vlogs and you are doing reactions and you're telling me that the reactions do more, they do better, then what that tells you as a content creator is that the people are coming to you for the reaction videos and they don't care much about your vlogs. Now, of course, on the ego side of things, we all would want to be able to just be like, hey, this is me, this is what I'm doing today. You know, hey, I'm going to go grab something to eat, let's go. And then you take, you know, somebody with you to do whatever it is that you're doing every day and people be like, oh God, this is the greatest video ever. But unfortunately, doesn't work that way. And um, because of that, your your stats are showing you right now that people on your channel at the moment are more interested on in your reaction videos compared to your vlog videos. And because of that, you have a choice to make. That choice is, um, like one thing I wanna address here really quick is you say that they get more views, but I really wanna focus on vlogging, but I need an audience first. Using reaction videos to grow your audience is kind of a backwards approach because you're growing your audience based on people that care about reaction videos and that like to watch reaction videos and not an audience that likes to watch vlogs. So because of that, you actually need to focus on vlog content and only vlog content if you're trying to grow a vlog channel. If you want people to you know, care about your vlogs and care about what it is that you're doing in your vlogs, you need to focus on growing the vlog channel and not on growing a uh, reaction channel or using reaction videos to bring attention to your vlogs because again, you're, you're dividing up um, your audience in that situation. If people are enjoying the reaction videos, then you, know, you can make reaction videos, but I do like the vlog idea because it's all original content. When you're doing reaction videos, you're reacting to other people's stuff. Um, SoCal Drone says, hey, how do you um, enable channel recommendations in the new format? unable channel recommendations. So you're wanting to turn off channel recommendations? Are you, are you saying you're wanting to turn off channel recommendations um, so that 
you won't be rec recommended next to other videos? Yeah, I definitely would not do that. But you can go into your settings inside of uh, inside of the your creator studio. Um, you can find that under your settings menu. Yeah, okay, so you wanna turn them on, okay. So if you're talking about, you know, you getting recommended next to other videos, and in that situation, you just go into your YouTube settings, and then you go down to, hold on really quick, off the top of my head, um, I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I think it might be under the community settings, maybe. Oh, it's under advanced, I think. It might be under advanced. Here, give me one second. I'm just gonna look for you really quick. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had to uh, do that for anybody, so not 100% sure. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I think it might be under uh, advanced. Yeah, so once you click on advanced there, then, yeah, there it is. Once you click on advanced there um, in your settings, then you have to click on advanced again. Um, and then you have the channel recommendations, allow my channel to appear in other channels recommendations. So that's where you do that. All right, I missed super chats. Okay, let me uh, answer them really quick. Thank you. See, some of you guys have had your coffee and water. See, you're on top of it. Like, hey, you missed some, you missed some. Yeah, so uh, Professor Nez just mentioned my, um, my comments over coffee. Um, which is my podcast. I do want to let you know that I do have some additional things besides this YouTube channel that you should check out. One of them is my podcast called Comments Over Coffee, um, where it's basically just like I do in the live streams. I basically answer questions that you submit through a form on the podcast, and then um, I answer them in podcast format instead of live. Um, I also have this thing. Um, well, we'll just do this one, which is Best Creator Tools, which is a resource site for all the things that people always ask, like, hey, what editing software should I use? Um, hey, I need somebody to make thumbnails for me what service should I use? I need somebody to edit my videos. I'm looking for screen recording software, like that kind of thing. Um, it's an entire resource site that I that I continually add to um, for the things that I personally use and the things that I recommend people to use so you don't have to waste time using stuff that sucks. Um, in addition to that, if you're an iPad user, this thing's awesome. Um, it just went away, but my uh, my iPad planner, it's a video planner for your, um, for your videos. So basically uh, with the, uh, you load it up in your iPad and then, uh, and then you can write on it and you can like plan your videos out that way. And I have like a section for each video where you can like identify the keywords that you're going and the purpose of the video and you know, the videos that you're linking to it and all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty awesome thing, but you can check that out as well at padplanet.com. All right, so um, the super chats, a little bit of shameless self-promotion there in that situation. <laughs> So on the um, super chats that I missed, we've got Zay Official. I got that one. Um, Alab Gamer, super chat. Thank you for the super sticker. Lost Curry, super chat. Says that I'm posting. Um, if my posting um, is one a week, when creating a series where each video is built on the next, should I post one week or post the series in the same week? Um, so that's your call. So basically what you want to do in that case is if you do have a series of videos that you want people to watch together, you might want to let them know in the actual video, you know, hey, this is a part of a series. You don't even have to say the number of the series because then that kind of, that might make somebody click away. So say, you know, hey, this video is part of a series um, where, I where I take you through the, whatever process it is that you're taking people through or whatever it is that you're doing with your series um, and let them know that you have a link to the entire series down in the description below. So just quickly say it in your video so they know, hey, this video is part of a series. Um, uh, 
this is your first video in the series, then you know, I've got a link to the entire series down in the description below. Also link it in the end card of each series um, as well, so that you, you're always driving people into that playlist. And the, the more people that you drive that way, um, the more people that you drive into that playlist, the better off you're going to be in terms of YouTube recognizing that people are watching those videos together. And then that in turn helps YouTube start suggesting those videos next to each other as well. We got the second channel thing. We've got that one. We got that one on mix. Okay. Yeah. So I think, um, hey, Super Gemini chat. Gaming YT says that I should listen to D Block Europe. Yeah. I'll actually, uh, yeah, I'll actually write that down and I will listen to them. I think that came in while I was talking about the, uh, the trap, the trap music. D Block Europe. See, I get value from these streams too. See, that might just turn me on to like a new music that might end up being like my favorite music of all time. Never know. It's the beauty of live. All right. So the next question that we have here um, on the list is from Sir Wolf TV. I think I did that one. I did. Okay. So next up on the list then, since we're not doing Sir Wolf TV, is um, Insightology Mental Health and Psychology it says that they do educational content. And the goal of the channel is to give people tips and tricks to help them improve their lives. And the question is, I currently have 10 videos on my channel. My first two to three did really well, but the views over the last few weeks have tapered off. Is 10 videos too little amount to start wor uh, working out trends for my videos? If so, how many videos should I upload before I start to work out trends and analytics? So basically when you are... Um, when you are publishing content, if you only have 10 videos on your channel, I recommend um, that you recommend or that you upload easy, like 20 more videos on your channel. And you're gonna be like, oh my God, are you kidding me? But yeah, like 20 more videos on your channel, maybe even like 50 more videos on your channel before you start like really start like being like, okay, you know, this is the right content that I'm making. This is, you know, how I'm putting my videos together. Like basically use that entire term time, just learning how to make better videos. Um, but in terms of like looking at your stats, you should be looking in your stats regardless of how many views that you're getting. Um, and you should just start taking notes of what's happening with the views that you're getting. So one thing that you're gonna notice typically is if you don't have a lot of views yet, your stats are typically higher. And you start thinking like, why are my videos going better? My stats are typically higher, but they're higher because you don't have a lot of impressions yet. You don't have a lot of people that have actually come into the content yet. And it makes it really easy to, to keep those numbers up. It starts becoming increasingly more difficult to keep those numbers up when YouTube starts showing your content to even more and more people, because the more and more people they start showing it to, the less, uh, the less of a perfect fit for uh, those viewers that your content is. It's still a good fit, but less of a perfect fit. So because of that, um, it can tend to make it way more difficult to keep your stats high when you start getting a lot more views on your channel. So um, when you are, you know, when you're just getting the ball rolling, you do have like lower numbers on your videos in that situation, then start, uh, you know, just start looking at the information and taking notes on what's happening. When people are watching your content, but don't take it all as like gospel per se. Mike Phillips Super says, do you have an opinion on the mixer changes? I do. Um, so when it comes to, um, so when it comes to uh, Mixer, um, I think that it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of creators that have based their entire existence on Mixer um, are going to have to go somewhere else. That sucks. Um, you know, I, I hope that doesn't happen at any time in the future, you know, with YouTube. That would also suck. But that also um, demonstrates the importance of having additional assets out there to where if, if you know, if for whatever reason something were to happen here, um, that, you know, as content creators, as YouTubers, all of us, that we wouldn't just be kind of left, you know, with nothing. So, you know, because of 
of that. That's why it's so important to diversify, you know, at least somewhat with what it is that you're doing. So for example, you know, with my channel, I've had like a decent amount of overflow onto Instagram, onto Twitter. Um, I have my podcast now that is also an asset for me. Um, I have built an entire website, um, you know, to where that's also um, in an asset for me for creators, tubertools.com and some of the other stuff that I showed you on the screen earlier. So because of that, you know, that gives me the opportunity to where in the event something happened here that I have, you know, some of those other things to help me rebuild and to where I wouldn't just like bottom out, so to speak, as I was rebuilding. So, you know, because of that, um, you know, it, it, it brings that importance to everyone's attention. Um, but, you know, I think it's unfortunate because, you know, there's a lot of people that fully invested in Mixer and, you know, it was new and, uh, you know, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of history, but they're like, hey, let me kind of like people do with TikTok, the where it's like, hey, I'm going all in on this. Um, but then, you know, just it just doesn't, you know, sustain. So because of that, I, I definitely think it's uh, I definitely think it's an unfortunate uh, thing. But hey, Ninja made out like a bandit, right? He got he got all of that money to to just go exclusively on the mixer. And then they just bottomed out. And now he's like, a, now he can just go do whatever he wants again. He's I mean, Ultimately, he, he can go get another deal that's the same right now. So if Facebook wants him, they could buy him. If Twitter wants him, they could buy him. YouTube, they could buy him. So, uh, so you know, a great opportunity for, uh, for him. He just made out like a bandit, so to speak. Super chat. Watch with Wayne says, thank you. Uh, thank you. My channel's grown tremendously because of your tips. Thank you. My pleasure, man. I'm glad that you are enjoying the content. I'm also glad that you are applying what it is that you, um, what it is that you're learning here, um, you know, watching the videos and participating in live streams. So that's awesome feedback. I love getting that kind of feedback. Um, just cause that like, for me, people are always like, Hey, what, you know, what keeps you motivated to keep making videos and all that? Like for me, it's that kind of stuff. When people are like, Hey, you know, I, I, you know, watch some videos on your channel and I've been following your advice and my channel's doing well. And you know, all that stuff, like knowing that the content that I'm putting out there is helping, you know, you guys is like massive motivation for me because that's, you know, like it's, it lets me know that I'm putting good out there. <laughs> right. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel nice. Um, so the best video software, um, Unstoppable SAHD says, what's the best video software? So the best video software really comes down to preference. Um, when it comes to editing, it's it's an intimate experience. So some people prefer Premiere. Some people prefer Final Cut. Some people prefer Vegas. Some people prefer Filmora. Some people prefer doing it on their phone. If you're doing it on your phone, I recommend that you use Video Leap. If you're on an iPhone, that's what I use for like my stories and stuff like that. Um, if you are um, on an Android, you can use like Kinemaster, something along those lines, um, in order to uh, you know to edit your videos. But it really comes down to preference, and it also comes down to knowing like. If you're like, you know what, I'm always just going to do videos to where I'm not using a lot of B-roll, it's just like cuts and things like that, then you don't have to get, you know, any like robust software. But if you're like, you know what, eventually I'm going to be using like B-roll and have like intros, I'm going to have like a bunch of different tracks because I'm going to be doing all types of cool stuff with my content, then in that case... You might want to go ahead and, and get yourself settled into something like Premiere or Final Cut or Vegas or something like that uh, to where, you know, you're not going to have any limits on what it is that you do. Even Filmora, like Filmora, um, Daniel Batal, he's doing like a lot of really great content on Filmora, showing how to do like a lot of like pro level stuff on uh, Filmora. So definitely check out his channel and you can watch some of his tutorials and you can see like, hey, you know, this particular um, content. Uh, uh, or how he's putting this tutorial together, does this software seem easy to me? But just as a heads up, like when you are wanting to experiment with editing software, um, just download the trials and edit something on it and just see how see how it works for you. And the more intuitive that it is, you know, the better off that you are uh, going to be. Super chat. Professor Niz says, um, do you think working on old videos that aren't performing well is wise? So if the audience retention is good, meaning that people are getting a lot out of the video itself, um, then 
Absolutely. If your click-through rate is bad, then go in and change, you know, update everything. Um, after it's been online for like, let's say like 90 days, if you're not getting anything happening with that video after 90 days, it's just kind of died, then go in and change the, um, the title and the thumbnail. As long as you're still getting decent retention compared to the other videos on your channel, you're still getting decent retention on the actual videos themselves. If the retention sucks, click-through rate sucks, move on, right? Just move, just keep moving forward. Um, uh, instead of, you know, trying to uh, repair something that people just didn't respond to, right? Because sometimes we just make bad calls, right? As content creators, sometimes we'll just put something out and it's like, eh. like for example, um, I had, so basically if you are a woman content creator, just give me a, just give me a hashtag me. If you are a female content creator, um, just because the, the reason I'm saying this is because I had this period of time to where I started having a lot of female content creators in my comments that were giving me a hard time because I would do like collaborations with guys, even though I also do collaborations with women on my channel as well, they were just seeing, cause they were new subscribers, they were just seeing the guy stuff. Um, but that and having, you know, more guys on my live stream and you know, like that kind of stuff. Okay, so we got a decent amount in here. Okay, cool. Um, but basically, I started getting a hard time from, you know, people, you know, being like, hey, you know, you know where are the ladies at? <laughs> right? So, uh, so I'm like, okay, then what I'm going to do now is I'm going to make uh, an entire video on oh, the, uh, another thing that amplified it is I made a video on um, other help channels that you should follow other, you know, YouTuber content creators that are also make content like mine that you should follow. Um, and the entire list was guys. And I got eaten alive in those comments, but I was like, okay, that's cool. So I'm getting the, the, I'm getting eaten alive for not, you know, including a, a female here. So let me make an entire video of like the female version of this. So the funny thing is I knew exactly what was going to happen. And the reason that I knew what was going to happen is because I see my stats, right? I know that I have a majority, a strong staggering majority, as you could see, you know, with the, uh, women that, that posted in here, there's still a lot of you, but my stats, I have a staggering majority of a male audience. And because of that, you know, like one of the things that, that I keep in mind is one, of course, there's going to be, you know, just some crossover anyway, but two is, you know, the whole relatability thing, right? Like if the, if the majority of the audience is male and I'm recommending male content creators, in most cases, that's going to be a much better fit than recommending female content creators. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is what, this is how I think this is going to go down, but I'm just going to make the video. I'm going to make the video and I'm going to put it out. And we're going to see how it does because you, you know, you can, you can never assume anything. You always got to try. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to publish this video on all female content creators. And I did. And it just tanked. I mean, it was, it was horrible. I still don't think, and, and this was last year. I still don't think that that video has even crossed 10,000 uh, views on it. And it's been on my channel for, for like a year and it still hasn't crossed 10,000. And the, the reason for that is because the guys that are, you know, the primary audience of the channel, they just didn't respond to that content because they're not looking for female content creators to watch. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. And I can't remember what got me on that whole conversation in the first place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to share that for some reason. I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why I started talking about that, but, uh, but yeah, it's just a, uh, funny thing that I thought that I would share. So yeah, I guess I need more coffee. Okay. So, um, let's see here. As we continue, Super the Tarantula Collective says, I've been getting a lot of emails from companies wanting to pay me to advertise in a video. Seems scammy. Do you know um, if it's, if an advertiser, how do you know if an advertiser is legit? Okay. That's a fantastic question. So, okay. 
as your channel grows, so some of you have big channels already that are hanging out here, um, but as your channel grows, you are going to have, like I mentioned earlier in the stream, you're gonna have a lot of people that are reaching out and they're like, hey, we just want you to promote our stuff. You're also gonna have people that are gonna reach out trying to scam you as well. So because of that, never under any circumstance click on a link out of your email. If you don't know the person, this is just good habit anyway, um, YouTube or not YouTube. If you don't know the person, never under any circumstance click the link. Or if you if you just purchase something and you, they, you just got an email and it's a download link, sure. But I'm you know what I mean. Like if you just get a random email, never ever under any circumstance, never click on that particular link. Now, if you are um, getting emails from people, one thing that you can do to check um, to see, to, to just kind of get a general idea with the legitimacy is to actually look at the email that they're sending from. A professional will never, under any circumstance, like a company will never, a reputable comp company will never send you an email from a Gmail account. They'll never send you an email from a Hotmail account. It will always be a ourcompany.com is what you'll actually get the email from. So anytime that you see that, that's at least a step in the right direction, right? Step in the right direction in terms of, uh, you know, like, hey, it's at least it's a legitimate like uh, email address. Now, let me go and look at the company. I'm not clicking on their link to go look at the company. I'm going to open up my browser and I'm going to type it in and I'm going to see what's up. And I'm going to go and I'm going to look and I'm going to see what their website is, see exactly what it is that they're offering there. Then I'm going to do company name slash reviews. And I'm gonna go see if I can find any reviews, any information on them in general. You wanna do the same exact thing, just Google the company name and you just wanna start looking and just make sure they're legit that way. Now, um, if you focus on, I'm, I'm making sure that it's a business email and I'm doing a little bit of research first before I you know, start interacting, um, then in that situation, then you, you'll be able to identify pretty quick if, if something's legit or not. So, um, uh, so because of that, um, just make sure that you're looking for those sorts of things and under no circumstances, never ever click on anything out directly out of your, uh, out of your email because people will try to do all kinds of stuff. Another thing that, that happens that everybody in here should know about is that on YouTube, people will send you things like, let's say that you cross 10,000 subscribers. YouTube sends out an email letting you know, hey, you just crossed 10,000 subscribers. They congratulate you. Some companies do that as well. I think TubeBuddy sends out an email like that too. And uh, when those emails go out, people also know, scammers know that those emails go out as well. So scammers will be like, oh, hey, you have a problem with your channel. You just crossed 10,000 subscribers, but you have a problem um, that needs to be fixed before, you know, whatever, before we take your subscribers away or whatever the threat is. Um, you know, click here, log into your account so that we can verify that it's your account. And then you do that. And when you do that, you've just given them control of your YouTube account. They block you out and then your channel just got hacked. So, you know, you never under any circumstance wanna click, even if YouTube sends you a mail, Go to your YouTube channel and and go in that way. Just get into practice. Never, ever, under any circumstance, click on one directly out of your email address. I can't tell you how many people have sent me messages on Twitter, how many people sent me emails, messages on Instagram. Nick, my channel got hacked. Nick, my channel got hacked. I need. How do I get my channel back? My channel got hacked. I always send them either to the support on YouTube or I send them to Team YouTube on Twitter or to YouTubers on, or to uh, the uh, R uh, YouTube on uh, YouTube or on Reddit, I mean. But um, uh, but those those emails, they just come in waves. I mean, they're, they're, they're massive. I'm also, um, I have as part of my browser, and this is so I can keep you guys informed of stuff. When my browser first opens on my computer, I have like this big list of windows that opens up that starts my day. Um, you know, one of them is my content schedule. I've got, what do I have in there? I've got my content schedule. Um, I've got some of my stats stuff for like affiliate things, things like that. I've got the uh, course. I've got uh, a YouTube help page. And basically the, the specific YouTube help page that I um, have open up shows me 
there'll be like a big list of people that'll be like, oh, my channel's hacked, my channel's hacked, my channel's hacked, which tells me, hey, I got to put out a tweet, remind people to not click on anything in their email because, um, you know, there's like a, you know, there's like a campaign going around where they're hacking channels. So, you know, that sort of thing just helps me keep you guys informed um, as well, that sort of thing. But make sure you're following me on Twitter um, if you're not already, because that's where I share that kind of information because it's the easiest place to do it. Um, so if you're not following me on Twitter, make sure that you do. It's, this, you know, just n at Nick Nimmin on Twitter, um, but make sure you're following me there because that's where I'm sharing like that type of information um, just as a heads up. That was a very long answer to the question of how do I tell if they are uh, a scam email or not. <laughs> oh, one more time here. Oh, and if you're not subscribed yet, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button. If you're enjoying this, you're picking up some good information here, you're enjoying the stream. Super chat. If you want to learn more about growing your channel. Um, Hagar Moto intrude, uh, Intruder Viking says tips to keep 50% of viewers until the end of the video. Does YouTube really start to favor your content when this starts happening? Just hit 1,000 views and 4,000 hours. Okay, so it's not just 50%. Like, like here's the thing, is there's a combination. Like, it's not just that you have a certain audience retention. It's not just that you have a certain click-through rate. It's not just that you have X amount of engagement. Um, there's a bunch of different factors that YouTube is measuring, but the most important are your click-through rate and how long people are watching. And there's a combination of those two things. Like, for example, I have one video on my channel. Um, it's got like one or two million views on it. Um, the click-through rate is at like 1.3%, which you might think like, holy cow, that's low but actually it's not that bad at all because that particular video has got like 4 million impressions on it or almost 4 million impressions on it, which is fine. So that particular video, the audience retention on it, it's less than a minute. It's like 56 seconds or 57 seconds. It's less than a minute, but the click-through rate for the amount of impressions that I've gotten um, is acceptable enough for YouTube and the audience retention that I got in terms of the satisfaction that people are getting from the video, that's enough for YouTube to just still promote that video like, uh, or show that video to people like uh, like crazy. So, you know, it's, it's a combination of all of the things, but the most important are the click-through rate and the watch time. But I can tell you this, if you consistently get over 50%, then your different packaging on the outside in terms of your thumbnail and your title. If you're making 10 minute videos and you're consistently getting 50% or higher in your audience retention, depending on how you're packaging your videos, then in that case, your click-through rate is gonna become like a really defining factor on that one because then the two are gonna work together really well. If you can get a really good click-through rate and you're getting half um, of your video watched, then in that situation, that's that's pretty good. So um, if your videos are five to 10 minutes long, then in that case, then, um, then your videos will probably do well over time. But one thing that you also have to keep in mind um, that you have to take into account is the other people who make content like yours. So if all the videos, and I'm gonna do an extreme example here just for context, but like if all the videos in your space, all the other people in your space are making videos that are 20 minutes long, then in that situation, if you're making videos that are five minutes long, you might find an audience for that. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But one one thing that you wanna identify if, if your channel's not growing is, I'm making five minute videos, everybody else is making 20 minute videos, which means that if my click through rate is similar to theirs, that I'm not gonna be able to even come close to the amount of watch time that they're generating per impression compared to mine. So because of that, I need to start making my videos a little bit longer, right? So that you can have the opportunity to pull people through that way. Um, but if your channel's growing with five minute and everybody else is doing 20, then you might have secured a niche for people that just like the shorter form content, which is fine. Um, but I'm just saying those are things that you need to keep in mind. But typically, if you continuously get, you know, 50% or more on a 10 minute video, um, and you're getting a fair click-through rate, then then your channel should do your channel should do okay over time. 
All right, next up on our list, we've got, uh, did I do the Insight one here? Yeah, we did, okay. So next up on the list is from Tiha Gupta. And Tiha Gupta says that they do music. They do it because they enjoy it. Should I do covers um, or my original compositions? So I recommend original compositions because then you're not, you know, worrying about copyright or anything like that. Um, I also um, do want to let you know that covers can be very advantageous as well. Um, but you don't want to do covers just for the sake of doing covers. You want to do covers if you're extremely musically talented, um, because if you're really musically talented, then you have a strong case for virality if you're doing covers of songs that are trending. So because of that, if you do have um, that as part of what it is that you're doing, mixing them up can also be a really good approach with that. But just keep in mind, um, your ad revenue from the covers is going to get taken um, in 90 nine percent of the case i'm making the percentage up but in most of the cases um your ad revenue is going to get uh taken from doing the cover so just be mindful of that and your original songs are going to be the ones that you're going to make money on and the uh covers are going to be the ones that you're going to use to actually drive traffic to what it is that you're doing so that you can expose people um to the uh original content that you have next up on the list we've got the everything channel channel says that um, the, let's see here, the goal of the channel is to help people grow and get monetized. And then the question is, I upload daily, is that okay? Sure, yeah, it's fine. If people are responding to your content, then yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's okay. Um, if people are responding, then yeah, you can upload daily. If people stop responding to you uploading daily, then yeah, in that case, you know, then you're, then you're going to, um, you know, uh, you're gonna be working against yourself. But one thing that I do wanna let you know um, is if you are making content, cause you are, you know, I see here you're doing, um, you know, like, uh, like creator type content, but I wanna let you know if you're making videos about how to grow a YouTube channel fast and you have 12 subscribers, there's going to be a disconnect there um, when people are seeing that video. Like for the people that do click on that video because you're trying to show them how to grow their channels, they're gonna look at your subscriber count and your credibility is just toast. So just as a heads up, um, if you're making this type of content, um, I really recommend that you, I mean, there's enough, there's enough, you know, activity in the space to where you can definitely do it. But I'm just saying, if you are going to make this type of content, um, you need to know what you're doing, um, in order to, um, you know, in order to make it work because the content type, isn't going to grow your channel, knowing how to actually grow a channel is what's going to grow your channel. Just as a heads up. Cause I see a lot of people trying to make this type of content and some of them are doing great. And those are the ones that, that figure it out. And the ones that aren't, they end up falling by the wayside because they're just trying to grow off of the content type, not on the, uh, not because they know what they're doing. Um, draw Winslow, which also leads to them giving, you know, giving people bad information. That's where you get, you know, all these people on YouTube talking about like, Hey, leave a comment in order to get people over to your channel and like that kind of stuff. It's like the worst use of time ever. But some people that are giving like YouTube tip advice will be like, yeah, you know, just leave comments on popular videos and leave a comment. You know, when a video, when somebody subscribed to all these channels like yours, and then when they publish a video, rush in to go make sure that you leave a comment so that, you know, people will see your channel there and then they can come over to your channel. It's horrible advice. That's such a waste of time. And, you know, being on the response like that in terms of like, hey, um, you know, like, oh, somebody just uploaded a video and I got to stop what I'm doing and go do that comment. Like that's the worst possible, you know, waste of time ever. If you ever see anybody giving you that advice, um, you know, look in the other direction because you don't want to take that advice. They might give you other awesome advice, but that particular tip, don't listen to it. Okay, next one. 
is from Isha Bay, uh, Isha by design. Um, the channel is a how to slash art education channel. And the goal of the channel is to share my journey, long-term supplemental um, to primary income stream. I have two channels in two languages. The one is English um, in a larger niche and one in Polish, which seems to have longer view time. It's almost the same content voiced over and country specific. Should I concentrate only on one or continue doing both um, or drop one? By the way, if I have a large drop in viewership after about three days, should I upload twice a week to level that out? So, um, in terms of the uploading twice a week, absolutely. If you want to keep your stats up um, in that situation, then um, yeah, let's do it, Roberto. Absolutely. Yeah, we can like do like a like demystify it or, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the two channels and two languages. So um, one just might not have gotten, you know, the, the time to have momentum yet. So like I mentioned before, running two channels can just be taxing as they both start doing well. Um, but that's a good problem to have. And if you can, you're if you're resourceful and you can find people to help you, then it's fine. Um, but in terms of the uploading more in order to keep your stats consistent, absolutely. I'm a big fan of that personally. Um, in terms of concentrating on one channel or doing both, um, if the Polish audience is getting value from the content and they're watching for a longer period of time, then that seems like a winner for me. And if the uh, English channel is a larger niche, but you're just having trouble getting it rolling, you know, just keep, keep, keep at it. Um, as long as you have the time to spare, keep at it, um, to, to where, you know, you're going to give yourself time to actually, you know, penetrate that market, so to speak, or learn how to get that, that market to respond. Draw Winslow says, Hey Nick, any tips on finding trends to create content around? Absolutely. I actually have in the course that I, that I'm getting ready to um, open up, I've got an entire section just on trends alone. But basically when it comes to trends, you can use a website called Google trends and um, with Google trends, then you can actually check the interest of whatever it is that you are going to be talking about in your videos. You can check, you can track the interest over time. So you can know that, Hey, if I publish this video now, it's, it's on the upswing or it's on the downswing or it's seasonal so that you know when to make the, the content choice on that or when to pull a trigger on it. So um, absolutely, um, just go to go to trends.google.com. And then once you're there, um, then you're gonna see like a YouTube option as well. Do you guys wanna see that? I'll actually pull it up on my screen if you wanna see it and I'll show you exactly uh, what that looks like if you want. Just give me a give me a hashtag yes if that's what you want. Super um, P. Freema says, just launched the live stream gaming how-to channel and thinking of posting every two weeks. Good starting schedule? Absolutely. Yeah, so if you are posting um, like every two, oh, every two weeks, I thought you meant twice a week. Yeah, I would try to do at least weekly if you can because um, every two weeks, it's gonna give you like 24 videos uh, or no, 21 videos a year. That's just not... Yeah, that's that's not uh, that's not fantastic. Yeah, I would I would definitely post weekly at least if you're trying to get the channel you know rocking right out of the gate, especially if you're doing like how to content. And just to let you know, like the streaming space, um, it's awesome, absolutely awesome. Like the um, like the YouTube space, the live streaming space, like the people that make that type of content, like everybody's just awesome. Like the, um, like for example, like for the live streaming content, check out live streaming pros, David and Luria are a dream. They're just absolutely awesome people. Um, gaming careers, he also does a lot of live streaming stuff. Alpha Gaming does a lot of live streaming stuff. I haven't met him, um, but um, I've actually like, like talk to people that, you know, that like run his discord and like that kind of thing. And he's, you know, supposedly like a really cool dude as well. Um, but yeah, like awesome space. Um, and like when you meet these people at conferences and stuff, everybody's just like super warm and inviting. Like everybody's just so cool. So you're coming into a, like a really cool group of people when you're when you're making that type of content. 
Ratty Stars' gaming career is awesome. Yeah, he really is. His channel's cool. I've talked to him a little bit on Twitter um, as well in DMs. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool dude as well. Um, let's see here. So we've got, okay. So too large. Okay. We, so we answered the, uh, the channel one. <laughs> Next up, we've got the AJ videos. AJ videos says that they do verified, but fun facts every day. The goal of the channel is, um, as many people as possible can enjoy the content I'm producing. And the question is, the question is, I've been uploading for a few days. I'm up to six subscribers, but views are pretty low. While I would not expect them to be high at the moment, given how new my channel is, I would have liked them to get into the double figures. Um, am I doing something wrong, or is it just a matter of going the territory and being a new channel? Make a lot more videos, right? So if you're just getting started on YouTube, if you're just getting started on YouTube, I recommend um, that you that you make a, a nice amount of videos. Roberto specifically, he's in the chat right now as well. Um, he specifically recommends that you do 100 videos before you start trying to make any decisions whatsoever on your channel. And that is so that you can learn over the process of making those videos. That gives you enough data to look in your stats. That gives you enough experience to like really be able to, to start attacking YouTube in a serious way. Um, so, you know, make a lot more videos um, on your channel, like making any decisions based on like a couple of videos um, isn't a, isn't a great, like you, you're, you could make really bad decisions. Um, you could just like throw in the towel because you're like, ah, people aren't watching this. This stuff sucks. But in reality, like you haven't even put out enough content yet for YouTube to even like know what's up with your channel. So just make, just make a lot more videos. Next up, we've got uh, Grace Ventures. Grace Ventures says that uh, they've been on YouTube for one week or more. They've been on, uh, or sorry, they upload one week or more. They do motive vlogging content. I would like, um, I would love to someday make this my full-time job and become my own boss. Um, the question is, I posted 23 videos. I've heard that 35 videos is when the algorithm starts to notice you. Is there truth to this? I surely hope so. So no, there's not. Um, so basically like YouTube will quickly get context of what your channel's about, but um, in terms of like, you have to do a certain amount of videos for YouTube to notice, no. Some people will publish one video and if people respond to that video, then YouTube will put them all over the platform and people, you know, there's people that have blown up. They've gotten 100,000 subscribers or more on, you know, a video or two videos or five videos. So the fact that you have to make 30 videos or 35 videos, whatever, in order to, to have the algorithm start to notice you, that's not the case. But what I can tell you is that over the process of making 35 videos, if you're paying attention to what's happening on your channel, that can start to really give you some serious insights into the things that people respond to or they don't respond to, which based on you identifying those things and based on your reaction to what it is that you identify, that can help you in the algorithm. But in terms of you make 35 videos and all of a sudden things start going well for you because all of a sudden YouTube knows what your channel's about, um, it doesn't work that way. Like the same exact rules apply. Like you could have 500 videos on your channel, but if people aren't responding to those videos, then it's not going to help you, right? It's not going to, having those 500 videos isn't going to matter. But if you have those 500 videos on your channel and you haven't broken, you know, hundred subscribers yet or 500 subscribers yet, that tells you that you haven't put in the work to actually understand your stats and you don't care about what the audience likes and you don't care about what they care about. You are just, you know, making the content that you want to make and you don't care. But if you have, you know, 35 videos and over the course of those 35 videos, you're like in your stats and you're trying to figure out why did they, like you're in your audience retention. You're like, why did they leave here? Hmm, this is interesting. What, what theories can I make about why somebody left my video at this point in time? And then you start going through those theories and you're like, hmm, 
Okay, now let me see if this same exact thing um, happened in another video. And then you go and you look through a bunch more videos and you're like, huh, this happened here, here, and here also. So this is kind of like a like a thing. So what can I do here in my next video? Let's say you've made 10 videos. What can I do here in my 11th video to test this theory that I have about why people might've left my video here on video four, video eight, and video seven, right? And then you do that and then you see how people respond once that data comes in. You see how people responded to your video then. And then you start making more decisions and more theories based on, you know, how can I make this better for the people that are coming in and watching? And you just repeat that over and over again. So that's where making 100 videos or 35 videos or however many videos it is, that's why a lot of videos helps you because over time you get to learn a lot over the process of making, you know, more videos, whatever that ends up being. Some people, it takes them 35 videos to, to, to get a handle on things. Other people, it'll take them 500 videos to get a handle on things. So it really comes down to, uh, you know, you and your, and your commitment. Life on YouTube and Facebook. Good afternoon to you as well. Joel, nice to uh, nice to see you here. He says, like the girl that was living out of the van. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's her. There's the um, um, the dad. How do I? Um, he's another recent example. The uh, James Janney that Brian G. Johnson just uh, made a video about. Like um, James Janney, he he made. I think he's got like seven videos on his channel. They're all documentaries. Um, they're really good to watch. But um, on his channel, he made like seven videos, and he's got like uh, I think he's approaching two hundred thousand subscribers on his channel. Um, I found a channel off of Reddit where a guy was leveraging Reddit for traffic and it worked like a charm because he was sharing his videos in the right place. But basically he was making um, animated videos around Marvel movies as those Marvel movies were coming out, as they were building up to the final one. He was making animations around those and I think he might've made 12 videos in total there were animations about the series that was coming out and he was riding the trend as those as those were coming out based on the characters that he was doing that around, um, that he was doing the animations around. And um, with those like 12 videos, he was basically just sharing them inside of Reddit and sharing them in front of the audience that would care about it and the Marvel subreddits and stuff. And um, they went over, they watched his videos. They loved how he put his videos together because they were awesome. And they subscribed to his channel and it only took him, you know, it was like seven or 12, I can't remember the exact number, but it was a very low amount of videos. But um, he ended up getting like 200 and something thousand subscribers um, based on that. His every single video that he put it out had like hundreds of thousands of views on it. And uh, like, he's just crushing out of like, you know, seven to 12 videos on the, um, on the channel. So, you know, because of that, that's proof that you don't have to have 35 videos in order for YouTube to know what's up with your channel. You know, like in his situation, he was able to share his, which then got that audience over there. It's a perfect fit. So then YouTube notices that, hey, these people that even though they came from here, these types of users, because they have YouTube accounts too, these types of users really enjoy this content. So we're gonna show it to more people on platform as well, which also helped the videos, you know, perform well on YouTube. So, uh, you know, you don't have to have a ton of videos in order to, um, in order to do well. It just helps because you learn a lot. All right, next up on the list, we've got um, Shivani Dugal says that they have been making videos for one year or more. The channel is I make videos on fun challenges, makeup and vlogs. Says I love making videos and I wanna make this a profession so that I can start earning, uh, earning and live my life. Um, the question is I'm making videos since one year now and I have 600 subscribers. Should I keep making videos or should I delete this channel and start another one once again or what should I do? Okay, so here's the thing. When you have, um, if you've been on YouTube for a year and you're making and you have 600 subscribers, um, making a new channel isn't going to suddenly fix 
your your ability to get people to click and watch your content. So because of that, you should still look at your content. Like here's one thing, one thing that I can tell you right now, just by by the type of channel you have. You say that you have a, 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 a channel that has fun challenges, makeup and vlogs. You're right there, you're segmenting your channel into three different audiences. So when you publish a, a makeup video, it's getting put in front of as well, if they've interacted with your content recently, people that are also um, watching the challenge and the vlog videos, which is hurting the click-through rate and the performance of those videos. When you make a vlog video, they're getting put in front of the makeup and the, and the challenge people, and they're not into vlogs, which is hurting the performance of your videos. Some of the people are, but if they're subscribing for the other stuff, that's the stuff that they want from you. Um, same thing with the challenges. The people that are into your challenges, they don't necessarily care about the other content. So right out of the gate, that's that's one huge problem that you have to fix. Um, then once you fix that problem, then start you know start working uh, you know start working off of that. Um, but but just starting a new channel from scratch um, isn't necessarily going to fix the problem unless you uh, start applying the things that work to that channel right out of the gate compared to what it is that you've done here. If you've you know which you have um, made that mistake of putting out a bunch of just random content on the channel. So the only thing that would help you with a new channel is if you actually focus the type of content that you're making on it. But what I would do is I would group my challenge videos into one group and my analytics. I would group my makeup uh, videos into one group and I would do my vlogs into one group. And then I would basically go through those in my analytics and I would compare each group against each other. And I would basically define which one my audience enjoyed more. And I would just go all in on that type of content. And then over the next year, um, just focusing on that one type of content that your audience cares about the most that they want from you, then your channel will definitely grow over the uh, 600 subscribers in that case, as long as you're still able to get people to click and able to get people to watch your videos for a fair amount of time because other things happen that people don't consider. Like in this situation, if you've been making videos for a year and you have 600 subscribers, that means also that the people that are coming into your videos, they're not they're not sticking around, right? They, they're not getting some, there's something they're not getting out of your content that's causing them to not subscribe to your content. So because of that, you know, you need to work on that problem and you need to work on the content problem so that you can make sure that you're making videos for a particular audience instead of, you know, just randomly putting out, you know, random content. And I'm just gonna say random again, just for fun, because it's fun. Okay. So next question that we have on our list is from Superbro. Love the channel name. Superbro says, I've um, been on YouTube less than a year. I do challenges. Uh, the goal of the channel is to get fame. And the question is, a tip that would help me very much for growing my channel. Learn how to use your analytics. Live and die by your analytics. So basically, the one tip to help you grow your channel is to learn how to use your analytics because your analytics are going to tell you where you're deficient. They're going to tell you, hey, you need to work on your thumbnails, buddy. They're gonna tell you, hey, you need to work on your audience retention, buddy. They're gonna tell you, hey, you need to work on your engagement, buddy. They're gonna tell you, hey, people are not digging this type of content from you. Hey, people are really digging this type of content from you, right? Like learn to use your, learn to use your stats. Um, it'll make a humongous difference on your YouTube channel. And it can be, it can be overwhelming because there's a lot of information, but if you focus on core things like your click-through rate, your audience retention, your engagement, and when you're looking at your retention, your click-through rate, look at the sources that you're getting it from as well, your traffic sources. Um, and then of course, um, um, uh, your engagement on your channel as well, because that lets you know with your community what's going on. And those are the people that are gonna keep coming back to your channel, which then you can also see within your, um, your stats for how many videos they, somebody watches over a certain date range also. All right. So 
I'm going to wrap this up. I got up early this morning, so um, so I can't stick around for the, because um, typically I'll close it at like 11.30 or 12 local time, um, but it's like 11.19 now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and close this up. So um, I just want to say, everybody, thank you for hanging out in the stream today. I hope you learned something um, from the information shared in the stream today from the questions answered. Um, if you have just joined the stream, I want to let you know that we stream here every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and it's like an early bird gets the worm type of thing. So if you didn't have your question answered, just as a heads up, it might come up in a podcast or it might come up in an actual video as well, because you know this information, these questions are what I use to actually define what it is that you care about right so because of that you know that that question might get answered somewhere else but um um if you want to get your question answered early next time then make sure that you get here early um, as well we start at 9 a.m eastern um every single saturday so thank you so much for hanging out mods thanks for holding it down today i know it got a little crazy there for a period of time um for uh channel members make sure that um if you didn't yet make sure that after the stream you head over to the nimanati vip facebook group um and that you request to join there once i shut this down I'm, I'm done for the night um so i'll prove you tomorrow once i get in front of the computer um but just you know as a heads up make sure you don't forget to um, or make sure that you remember to go over and um, you know join the Facebook group because that's where I live stream and you know and, and answer questions and inter interact with you guys over there. So um, make sure that you do that. And um, everybody, have an awesome you know have an awesome rest of your weekend. I know um, video influencers is going to be going live here. I think in about probably. I don't know, 50 minutes or so. So if you guys want to, you know, keep the conversation going, you guys want to, um, uh, you know, just keep, you know, keep the whole live stream thing going and keep learning more, um, you know, feel free to head over to uh, their channel as well. And um, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out. If this is your first stream um, and you haven't yet, you want to learn how to grow your channel, make videos and all types of other YouTube and video related stuff, make sure that you start now by subscribing and clicking the bell so you don't miss anything in the future. And again, this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the number one browser plugin for YouTube content creators. So if you haven't installed TubeBuddy yet, make sure that you head over to TubeBuddy.com slash Nick, or sorry, slash Nimmin, and you can, um, you can uh, you know, install it there for free using that. So uh, make sure that you do that. And Daryl Eves, um, so Neil's saying that Daryl is also going to be going live here in just a little bit as well. So yeah, all types of great content coming out for you guys today. Um, so, you know, just kind of jump around you know, as you like, because the more you learn, the better you can do as long as you apply the stuff that you are um, learning as you're consuming all this content. So, um, you know, there's the consuming side and then there's the application side. Make sure you don't spend so much time consuming that you're not applying anything because that's really easy to do and a lot of people do it. And just consuming the content isn't enough. You have to apply it to what it is that you're doing if you really want to get uh, the results that you're after here on YouTube. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. Everybody have an awesome weekend and um, I will see you next time. Thanks for watching Nimin Live, brought to you by TubeBuddy. Remember to follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Have a great week.